Hello, hello. On today's show, I'm going to talk about Sweet Tooth. Mike says there's some surprisingly close victories in Cover Combat 4 round 1.2. And May the 4th may have come and gone, but we're in for a super 7th. Welcome to your favorite live streaming, whatnotting podcast, Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space. I, as usual, am your fourth or fifth favorite podcasting host, Kevin, and we've got another awesome full house today. One of the reasons we are tardy again. Uh, You want to say what's up, Mike? Really, is it my fault? (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, Patrick. Hi, everyone. (laughs) It's totally your fault, Mike. I wasn't, not not because we're this late, because we're late, but not this late. (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) Regardless, we apologize. Yeah. And hopefully uh, what you got going on holds up. Yep. Uh, Okay, so first thing I want to get into is that we do not have uh, a winner for the Scrubble Skull giveaway yet. I mean, we have a winner, but we don't have that person hasn't contacted us yet. He actually had three weeks this time, uh, David the Movie Nerd. Right? Yeah. So we want to spin again. Right? Yeah. So why don't we just throw in the towel and just put this stuff out in the corner for... Never. (laughs) Never. I got all this awesome stuff around me now. You know? I do... Wait, I think you'll like what I have to say after we spin. Are you ready to spin or you want me to say what I have to say first? Yeah, I mean, you can. I'm, I'm ready either way. Okay, then. Yeah, let's do it. Let's spin okay. it. Put us right. to the side there. I have the uh, list. Oh, okay. There it is. All right. So, okay. hold, so hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Am I still holding on? All right. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I got booted during the pregame, mm-hmm. the, the, it took away my video file. So that's why I had to do that again. So anyway. Oh, okay. Right. So this is a list. So right. look for your name if you're on this. There are two people that are officially eliminated from the list. Number one and what? And he was number 50 or 48 or something. 17. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, close. Yeah, close. <laughs> oh, we were talking about the 50 or 48 because the... Uh, the scroll is over them at the bottom. Sorry. 
Okay, so David the Comic Nerd and uh, uh, AAA 2019, are their eligibility has expired. Let's right. spin and see who hopefully oh, will yeah. respond to my messages this time. <laughs> hold up. Hold, take the thing down. Oh, well, it's already spinning. It can't hold up. Uh-oh. <laughs> Number 31. Who's 31? Can you read that? 31 is Legends underscore C underscore and G. <laughs> Legends Legend. C, C and G. G with underscores in between everything. What's, so, what's up with so many underscores between everything? <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Legends C and G. You've won, you've won a lot of awesome stuff. Um, a CGC copy of Spider-Man, an action figure, a pop, a pack of Pokemon cards, movie tickets, and a digital code for Voodoo. It's a sick prize. Hopefully, yeah. Legends will respond to me reaching out. But I'll, I'll start working on that today. You want to take that down, Mike? Yeah, I do. And we'll give Legends just like... Triple A or 2019, <laughs> a uh, a two week time frame to claim the prizes. Uh, David actually got three and failed, so um, we'll see. Oh, I should have left this up because I've got this to show now. I created the Scruffles Goal Sweepstakes too. I'm just gonna say duh all the time now. But anyway, Scruffles Goal Sweepstakes duh. Uh, what do you think of that awesome graphic? See, this is the limits of my graphic ability versus what Patrick does. Hey, it works <laughs> for cover combat all the time. <laughs> and, uh, like I said, Mike, I think you might like this. That, um, I, I think I've got a good plan for the standards of uh, the Scruffles Goal Sweepstakes, too. You ready? Yeah. And this is starting today. So even though we haven't technically given away the prizes for Scruffles Gold 1, this is starting today to be entered in Scruffles Gold 2. This is this is tough. Literally, all you have to do is contact us in any way that you want to be entered. <laughs> Whether it be through the comments on our live stream on any of our platforms, privating, private messaging us on any platforms, I don't care. That's how and you get entered in Scruffles Goal Sweepstakes. So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep calling it Scruffles Goals because we still want you to subscribe and comment and retweet and follow and like and share. But to be entered in the Scruffles Goals, technically all you need to do is send us a message saying you want to be entered. That way. Wow. Whoever's entered will at least will have some semblance that they're actually paying attention. Yeah. I think that's what the problem was with the first one. Yeah. You know, people may have missed the fact that the Scruffles Gold Sweepstakes even exists, you know? And, uh, when, you know, when you contact them, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I get messages from Walmart. Here's, here's all the what's time ironic about. Sorry, go ahead. What'd you say, Mike? Sorry. Is that messages from Walmart and other places that I'm on? Things and I just you drunk, Mike. 
<laughs> no one understood any of that. <laughs> all right. Try again. I get messages from Walmart all the time. One okay. thing, and I ignore them. Well, here's what's the irony with uh, AAA and uh, David. Both of them, because in their formats that they were you know, on that they subscribed to us or followed us or whatever the case was, AAA hadn't been on for like two years. <laughs> or no, no, it couldn't have been that long. But it was a long time. Let me just say that. I'm, I'm, I'm misspeaking, but it was a long time. They hadn't, they hadn't been on. For, maybe it was two months. Yeah, that's probably what it was. They hadn't been on for like two months. And the last time David posted anything was seven weeks ago. So it's like we're like just coincidentally catching these people when they decided I'm done with this. And they're just, <laughs> they're going, what's it called when you're trying? They're getting, they're, they decided they wanted to get off the grid right before they, <laughs> right before they won a big prize. You know, so anyway, this way, hopefully if people reach out and say, Hey, I want to be entered, then, uh, well, let me actually, let's double down. They got, they have to say they want to be entered and then they still have to do one of those things and then message us that they want to be entered. That's good. How's that sound? So you got to do one of those things and message us that you want to be entered. I don't want to get just random messages from people that don't do anything to help us grow. Right. Right. And then I won't announce the prize yet, all I ha although I have said through the website that the prizes will grow as we grow, so it will be bigger than the last prize, which was already, this is already pretty huge, right? So yeah, it's huge. bigger than this. That's all I can say <laughs> so far. And then uh, um, the goal for us, and this is the way I put it on the website. I don't know whether you guys checked the website like I mentioned yesterday, but I actually have it stated on the website. Uh, the goal for you is just to message us. Uh, the goal for us is to reach 150 subs. So Scruffles goal two happens when we hit 150 subs, which ain't nothing, right? No. You think. Exactly. I do think. <laughs> I keep looking right. at my internet connection. It keeps going from stable to unstable. It's like I'm a fault line or something here. <laughs> <clears throat> all right so legends yeah reach out to us I'll, I'll post about that later so moving on to the more exciting thing uh but seemingly what might give us the most tech woes uh but you're up like are you ready i don't know if the internet is oh my gosh <laughs> here we go Boom! You are you are ready, Mike. Nice. Here we are. Cover combat. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Good. No, I was just it just popped up on my phone because I have to watch it on my phone since I'm I'm looking at the screen. So, oh, good. Yeah, it's working. All right, let's hurry up before uh, everything crashes. Okay. <laughs> so these are going to be the cover combat 
before uh, one round 1.1 1. 1 reveal, the winner reveals. Got it. Correct. Um, yeah, these were there were a lot of there were there were there were some really close ones, but everything were very similar. In in uh, it's like everybody voted like in groups. Like this this group all voted for this cover. This group all voted for this cover. Yeah. Okay. So the percentages. You guys, I plugged in my mic at the last second too. Is is my mic good? Yeah, you sound good. Okay, yeah. good. You sound good too, Pat. No, thanks. Very <laughs> white <laughs> over here. Yeah. Right. All right, Mike. What do we got? All right. So the first matchup. This is this was uh, some of these matchups were great. You know, we've got. There we go. Hulk. 345 uh by Todd McFarlane versus Savage She-Hulk number one. That's a great matchup for multiple reasons. You know, not only obviously two great artists and two great covers, but both of them being Hulks is pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. And the winner here had 53% of the vote. All right, drum roll. All right. I don't want a lot of drum rolls. There's we don't have time for all of them. We don't. <laughs> the drumroll is like ten seconds. Karen like doesn't want to do either, so just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Imaginary drum roll. <laughs> and the winner is Hulk three four five. That's not an imaginary. <laughs> Awesome. I, I don't know when it's showing up to you guys whenever I reveal because I'm hitting the button and then there's like a five second delay on my phone and there's a delay on my computer so I need you guys to either say something like oh man or woo or you know something right. like I know that it's showing up okay well it seemed like as soon as you hit so basically you hit it and Hulk was revealed as the winner and then Karen's drum roll started. That was the series of events there. <laughs> All right. So there we go. The Hulk beats out She-Hulk. Yeah, that's uh, that's sad. Yeah. I agree with the audience. that, uh, uh, And you might find that hard to believe with me, obviously, being a big Todd fan. Mm -hmm. I think... Uh, I think that Savage She-Hulk is more of a classic cover, but I love this. I love this Hulk uh, cover as well. But yeah, yeah I, I, I would have predicted uh, that Savage She-Hulk would have won. But that goes for our audience again, I think. Yeah, it seems like yeah. they don't like the classic stuff too much. Yeah. Well, I love, I, I like McFarland's work, his Hulk. The, I like everything up until his head. It's kind of... I was at probably. I like his I head too. I, I love McFarland's Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I thought it was too smushed, but I guess it's supposed to be all, you know, monstrous. Yeah, just like Mike was getting ready to say there, he, he really dove into the monster version of the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, we have Defenders One Twenty Five by uh, Bill Sienkiewicz. Uh, versus War of the Bounty Hunters 1 by Clayton Crane. The winner here had 58% of the vote. Okay. All right. Drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> I 
Oh, God. All right. For those listening at home, War of the Bounty Hunters, number one by Clayton Crane. Nice. I'm happy about that. Bounty Hunter yep. moves on. Um, hey, Mike, can you try to time when you hit the, and this is, we'll, we'll see how synced we all are. When you hit the reveal right at the end of Karen's drum roll, can you do that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll wait for. And then we'll see. For... We'll know when you hit it, and we'll versus right. when we can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Next up, Batman: One Bad Day, number one by Jim Lee versus Punisher Four by Mike Zek. So you put up a better picture of the Punisher to where that strap that it was a strap was mm. more distinctive. Making the neck not look so stretchy, stretch Armstrongy, right? Uh, Johnny <laughs> shared that, but this is the original picture that I oh, used. Oh, it's still the same the, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I didn't change it. What were you saying that Valor fixed in the uh, TikTok uh, post, Pat? Oh, uh, it's one of those deals. Just like I talked about last week, where TikTok crashes on you. Yeah. And you have to restart, and and I had already restarted once. And it put duplicate pictures in there, duplicate matchups, and uh, omitted a couple of them. So I had to read uh, the whole thing one more time. So uh, okay. Valor's the one who noticed it. So. Okay, good on Valor then. Yeah, and everybody, anybody who is listening or wants to know, Pat makes some great posts for uh, advertising cover combat on TikTok. So it's good stuff. You do a great job, Pat. And Matt, Pat, your commercial. For 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 cover, uh, comics and collectibles in general, this week was was awesome. It's probably my favorite of any videos uh, that you've ever made so far. It was so good, right? Thanks. Hi, yeah. All right, Mike. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack you. And the winner is. All right, Karen. Drum roll. I don't know. How that is. Batman, one bad day, boom. All right, we're going to hash this out right now. Mike. What? You need to try to time it to where, because like you said, there was like a five second delay before we could see it. Pat, you concur with that? Yeah, I think it's the problem is Mike is using two different sources. So he, it's Right, yeah, I got it. So Mike, you need to try to predict about two or three seconds prior to you know because the drum roll is the same length every time so right. try to predict three seconds prior to the drum roll ending is when you need to hit it right i am <laughs> i told i thought you said that time you were going to do it exactly when the drum roll ended no i tried to i tried to have it pop picture up just as the drum roll does the the end as it's supposed to <laughs> but it's my delay that thing when i'm hitting my button to advance it might be a delay on when you know because you figure like i said my internet's slow everything's the drum roll was all breaking up and and not smooth on my sound so you know it's like yeah, i'm I trying to use a driver on a flathead screw it's just not working real good yeah, I got gotcha. you. 
But can I ask you a favor real quick? Sure. Okay. Okay, let's go back to the beginning, which was don't try to predict the time. Just hit it as soon as the drum roll, as soon as you hear the drum roll end is when I want you to hit it. Oh, okay. So you want me to hear it end and then, okay. Yeah, I want you, as soon as it ends, as soon as you hear it end, hit it. Right. All right. Then we can calculate how long it's been since you've hit it that we actually see. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So then the following one will have the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> but for this one, you're just going to hit it right when you hear the drum all end. Exactly. All right. Well, this all, all right. sounds good in theory, but I'm not sure in practice how it's going to work. <laughs> we'll I, see how. We'll I feel see like how. his internet is up and down and this sideways and left ways and right ways. So it's yeah. never going to be the same. So, well, all we can do in theory is try it once. That's all I want to do is try it once. All right. Yep. So here goes oh, Captain America. Hold on. And then Karen, Karen, I wanted to say this. Karen, wait to do the clap after Mike says the title because our podcast numbers are growing like crazy. Shout out to all the podcast listeners. So we wanted to make sure the podcast uh, listeners hear the title. So wait till after we hear Mike say the name of the title before you hit the clapping, Karen. Karen. So we'll get all this hashed out. As soon as we do, we we'll should get, get together over. before the show. What'd you say? <laughs> we should get together before the show. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. What do we got now, Mike? <laughs> All right, we have Captain America 332 by Mike Zek versus Avengers 57 by John Bishima. And the winner here, 58% of the vote. Again. <clears throat> well, Pat, Pat. Oh, snap. <laughs> I did it on the symbol. <laughs> Captain America 332. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I had something to say about this beforehand. <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> Mike, so you said you hit what? it on the symbol that time? Well, when the symbol ended, yeah. That was almost perfect, Pat, didn't you think? Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so this time we're going to stick with the same thing again, Mike. Just wait till you hit hear the symbol and then hit yeah. it. Okay. Right, Karen, right. here's the way this is going to go. Mike's gonna say the titles and the numbers. We're gonna discuss it for ten seconds, and then somebody, Mike or I, will say drum roll or what you know. When we we'll let you know when the drum when we want to go to drum roll. My question was gonna be before this one. Mike went was uh, Pat already discussed or actually uh, stated that you know multiple times that he doesn't like this Captain America. Uh, mm -hmm. What what was your prediction? <laughs> Of those two, obviously you have the numbers ahead of time anyway, but what was your, uh, what was your thoughts on that? Well, who'd you vote for essentially? Um, I have to look back cause, uh, it's, I, I love both the, oh, actually I voted for Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. We all, yeah, I, I love them both, but it's just, uh, yeah, that's how I feel like cap on that cover right now. 
<laughs> there's just so many things about that cover I don't like. And that, there's so many good Mike Zach Captain America covers. And I just, that one, I just do not like at all. From the from the the logo being at an angle but still being straight on from the Abraham Lincoln in the corner box crying I just I think I actually I think if the corner box was the normal corner box and the logo was done better I wouldn't have such a problem with this cover right. ah really okay yeah. interesting okay all right all right let's next see if we up. can nail this uh next one the okay. fifth time's the charm yeah all right next up spawn 318 versus x-men number 11 by jim e the winner here once again 58 percent of the vote have they all been 58 percent up to this point no the first one was 53 percent Okay, but then, they're all in the 50s, though. That's yeah, then they've been 58. And it doesn't stop there. There's a bunch of 58%. So that's why I said it's like everybody voted in groups. That's crazy. Not everybody was the same people in that group. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be happy either way this one goes. What about you, Pat? Uh, Yeah. All yeah, right. These are both good. Mike. This, oh, real quick. I was surprised how, you know, classic this x-men cover is um this is and i'm back looking after this was submitted i'm like this doesn't look familiar to me yeah i'm missing this issue no <laughs> i mean this is when i was in the marine corps so i was probably uh, i'd have to look at when it came out i was either stationed in okinawa or over in the gulf something like that it's my collection at that period is real sporadic um that's why this one never really registered with me because i never saw it that's yeah, definitely awesome. You know, if I if I'm gonna complain, well, I've got a complaint with a small complaint with both of these covers. One spawn, I've it's this complaint that I've made a bunch of time with a bunch of covers. There's not a lot going on. It's like uh, you know, half of a you know, half of it is great, and the other half is kind of you know, not not too exciting. And then with X-Men, similar to Punisher, his neck seems to be a little a little little stretchy. Uh, a little long there for my, you know, but it's not, it's not bad. It's just, it is teetering right there on it for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that spawn is, is perfect. I mean, the city and the moon are fantastic. Get all those details in the city. And then I love silhouettes. So yeah, that one's got everything going for it for me. Yeah. I love both of them. Let me just state that. I was mm -hmm. just saying, if I was going to be critical, that's what I'd say. All right. All right well, unfortunately, only one of them gets to move on. Spawn. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> it was my turn to butcher it there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah, spawn 318. Nice. Yeah, spawn. <laughs> sorry, Mike. <laughs> That was all good, though. That was all good, except for me saying that. Everything was timed perfect, yeah. so let's do that again. But I'll show it Good. I kind of flinched, and I hit it just a hair earlier this time than last time. <laughs> all right. Next up, yeah. we have Venom 155 
by Francisco Matina versus Lost Universe 2 by Bill Sienkiewicz. And once again, the winner got 58% of the vote. Nice. The flat <laughs> round, the flat covers. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? These are flat, both... like that matte, flat, matte, you know, kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, real, uh, yeah, the color palettes aren't real vibrant except for that spider-man mask which i that's what yeah. i like so much about about the venom seriously um, that that picture of venom i'm i'm gonna say it here you heard it first that might be my new favorite picture of venom that is ridiculous that's awesome yeah that's the way i like him where he's not all you know like ridiculous yeah slimy and tongue saliva everywhere it's just he's just you know looks creepy he's just mean yeah mean and creepy that's yeah. a good way to put it mike yeah yeah like i said that lost universe i meant to look that up after i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely mm -hmm. do that but i don't know who i yeah, want to win here what's that i said i was i was saying i don't know who i want to win here what about uh, you mike um i i do i agree with you on the venom um that's the one I voted for. I like that one. Just, I mean, the the Lost Universe is, is great, but it's just not my thing. I'm not, I'm not into that kind of storytelling and stuff. Yeah, uh, Pat, what about you? Yeah, I'm just not a fan of that Venom cover. Really? So you you let you want the Lost Universe to win then? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, only one can win, Karen. You seem pretty indifferent about it. <laughs> yeah, I just it's not my favorite Bill Sienkiewicz and but it, it still tops that venom in my okay, mind. So essentially you just don't care for this round. These this yeah, matchup not a, at all. Not a strong matchup for me, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I had that Emily had that problem with all of them. Oh wow. Them. <laughs> Everyone she's like, I don't like either of these. Wow. I don't like these. <laughs> wow. I think she like maybe out of all of them, she liked uh a couple, but overall, yeah, she was not feeling these covers at all. All right. <clears throat> so that was not I fun. got I got a uh why is there so much spawn comment from my wife? <laughs> yeah. Is there yeah, one? you've got yeah, I mean Matina spawn, McFarland spawn, Jim Lee spawn. Dang. Yeah, there's Wait. a lot of spawn. Hold on. One, two, three, four. Well, looks like four. There's five. five. Oh, you're talking in the entire thing, not this round. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm talking the whole thing, but she hasn't even seen three of them. Oh, okay, and gotcha. She can't okay. wait. She told me she can't wait. She hopes for more spawn. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, just get ready because it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yep. Cover Combat 5. What's your favorite spawn cover? Hey, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, Karen, let's go. Ready go. Patrick Lost Universe 2. Wow. Victorious. Boy, that's uh 
That sort of gives me hope that uh, Sienkiewicz can do well in this cover combat. If he can beat Venom. Yeah. I'm I very surprised. This, I love by this that one. cover. Yeah. Those books, I think they're probably very affordable, Kevin. I don't think there's. Yeah, I would imagine. That. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we it kind of got lost in the shuffle. We talked about Gene Roddenberry. I think he. I looked it up. Then he died in 1991, and I think this came out in like 95. So. Yeah. Also, obviously, yep. he didn't have anything to do with making sure it was something he approves of. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll let y'all know. Yep. All right, here we cool. go. Hulk. 340 versus uh, by uh, Todd McFarlane versus Electra Black, White, and Blood number one by Bill Sienkiewicz. The winner had 68% of the vote. This one, a uh, little, little greater division there. Please, Lord. <laughs> Hulk 340 has to make it out of the first round at least this time. Please, that's my. I'm done. Pat, what say has you? To be, yeah, it has we'll to be out. Second chances uh, come through for yeah. the Hulk here. No, I'm saying it has to make it out of the first round this time. It got oh, eliminated okay. in the first round yeah. in Cover Combat One. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to the winner here. Yes. And there you go. Hulk 340. Move on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Poor Bill Sinkevich on that one. Yeah. That Electra was a great cover, but yeah. This one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to. <laughs> for us old timers, it's, it's hard to not like just really love this one. You love this one, right, Pat? Yeah. I do like this one. Quite okay. Good. Good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know we've talked about some critique on it, compared especially yeah. compared to the new one that was out. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's still amazing. So okay, cool, awesome. All right, next up, Modern Warfare Two Number One by Jim Lee versus Conan Ninety Six by John Bashima. The winner here, back to uh, old voting, fifty eight percent. Nice. Of the votes. Um, yeah, these yeah, are I, I love that. I love that Conan. Um, the ghost one is just, I don't know. The color palette's all, it's all the same. Yeah. For my eyes to, to focus on, on that. It's really good, but I have to really concentrate on it where the Conan, it's just, it just pops right there. Yeah, I think yeah, the Conan's got it's got it's more colorful. It's a it's obviously great art in general. It's Conan, Modern Warfare's. Yeah, it's a great picture, but yeah, it's very bland and Ghost, Modern Warfare Ghost. Whoever heard of that? I haven't. You know, Pat. Yeah. What about what do you? What say you? <laughs> uh, this was another sort of tough. It was a tough matchup, but one I wasn't really invested in. Because I love me some John Buscema, but I'm not a big Conan fan. Ah, uh, but can you? So you like this cover, but you're just not a Conan fan. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, there's a cool lion on it. Yeah. You like lions? Yeah. You like lions? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm that way. You put a uh, like a, a gorilla on the cover, and I'm voting for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just assume Karen voted for this one because it has a lion. Oh, and she said she had this Conan when she was a kid. So. Right. Yeah. All right. So the winner, and moving on. Is Modern Warfare by Jim Lee. What the heck, man? Okay, whatever. Yeah. All the voters yeah. are like, what you just said is garbage, Kevin. So, okay. Like, I can't take the voters' word. I mean, they're just, their opinions are wrong, right? <laughs> no, we can't say that. We can't say that. Oh, oh, Karen double booed that one. She really liked Conan. Yeah, me too. All right. Next up, Spawn 284, Francisco Matina versus Captain America 286 from Mike Zek. All right, here, here's where uh, Pat could lose his top if, if Spawn wins this one. <laughs> Which I love that spawn cover. What about you, Mike? I love both of these for different reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just such a great Mike Zek cover. There's so much going on there. Yeah, I agree. It yeah. is. It's is, awesome. It is a great cover. Yeah. It's, um, like Patrick had said, Zek has so many great Captain America covers, and this is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, and the Matina, I like this one because... Uh, it, it, it's kind of in you know he's got that creepy style but it's not overly horrific yeah <laughs> with, uh, yeah with you know violence and all that uh, so yeah this was uh this was a tough one yeah are we ready for oh 58 again 58 percent of the vote went to the winner Dang, Spawn moves on. And Captain America doesn't make it. Sorry Literally, he was that. in the, the crosshairs. I think of all the Matina covers I've seen so far, this is definitely my uh, my favorite. So, Yeah, I'd have to say that uh, Venom that was kicked out earlier was one of my favorites. I actually like it better than this one. Wow, okay. The green is striking on this. And I just wanted to restate this about that Venom, too. The Venom of that cover is my favorite mm -hmm. Venom. That's not my favorite Venom cover, if that makes sense. Right. You just like the way Venom's presented on that cover. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Marvel Age 90 by Todd McFarlane versus G.I. Joe 40. Another Mike Beck. The winner right. here, I, let me throw this out real quick. The winner here, uh, 74% of the vote. This was the greatest margin of victory. Gonna have to guess that that was the Spider Man factor. Man, I sure hope that you're wrong, Pat. I sure hope it's G.I. Joe. You, you <laughs> and you hope it's G.I. Joe too, right? I, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> 
I thought you mentioned you love this G.I. Joe cover last when they showed it. I love this G.I. Joe cover. Nah, I'm not a big I think he, there's better Mike Zach G.I. Joe covers out there. Oh, okay. Like, the, the only thing I was going to yeah. say, I obviously love this Spider-Man, but I think there's so much writing. You know, there's so many words on this cover. It takes it, it takes away from it. That's my complaint of it. You okay. know, like, yeah, I can I can see that. If it were just Marvel Age and with Spidey and none of that other stuff, because what they're advertising Jim Lee, they're advertising some something winner. Yes. I don't know what it is. An X Men appearance in here. I mean, it's just so much. That's why I like the GI Joe. That's my prediction on this one. What about you, Mike? Um, the GI Joe. I, I I think I would like it if it was if the camera per se was backed off just a little bit. It's it's just really close to the action. Ah. Um, and it really feels crowded. Um, ah. I, I love the I, I love the Marvel Age, and I like all the stuff on there. I mean, that's that's what Marvel Age is. And a lot of times, I I, I find uh, the information on the cover. I actually like it. Not all the time, but on this one, I do. I think, uh, yeah, I, I like the layout of that one. Okay. So I, right. I was saying about Marvel Age. <laughs> so. Oh, did you? <clears throat> yes. I, I didn't think it was obvious yet. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> okay. And I agree with Patrick once again um, with uh, the number of Mike Zick G.I. Joe covers out there. Um, I would have picked a different one. Dang it, showing my hand. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Karen. Bail me out here. Marvel Age and all of its letterboxes move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I should, uh, or somebody should, I'm not going to do it, but somebody should try to come up with a prediction of who, who had what artists by the end based on what everybody says. Because obviously we know Mike did not have Mike Zach. Yeah, well, actually, we know Pat didn't have my exact either. Because we both Correct. said we would have picked better G.I. Joe covers. Exactly, exactly. And we know that I don't have Francisco Matina. Yeah, if you're if you're really paying attention, you might be able to suss all our artist choices out here. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> but that's fine. I'm yeah, fine with this. Yeah. Another McFarlane, McFarlane moves on. He's, what's that? That's three. Yeah, that's three McFarlane. Moving on out of the first eight, yeah, he's doing pretty good. Um, yeah, if I had Mike Zek, then Batman 417 would have been on on there, yeah. Not saying it doesn't show up in the second round in round 1.2, <laughs> okay? Oh, man, <laughs> all right, next up. What if 47 Bill Sienkiewicz versus Wonder Woman 759 by Jim Lee? Um, the winner here, we go back all the way to the first matchup tied for the second or the first. This is the closest matchup. 53% went to the winner. So this is, uh, yeah, we had two that were off by just a vote. Man, I'm so happy I didn't. Wait, I'm getting ready to, yeah. I'm so happy I didn't have Bilts and Kevich too. Because apparently these are his best covers, and I'm not caring for much of it. Best covers in this 
Picker's opinion. Right, right. Yeah. Valor's like, what is up with Loki's face? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't like that cover like at all. Like, I like it. I'd be oh, disappointed if that were on a shelf right now. I'd be like, what the heck is going on with that? I don't like it at all. Maybe I'm missing something. Apparently, I guess. Yeah. Where am I missing? I, it's hard for me to say what I like about it, but I do. I like it. It's 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 a style thing. I think it's sort of like Mignola. If you don't like Bill, you're not gonna like most of his covers. I think. Yeah, uh, maybe that's what's happening with me mm -hmm. on this. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe he's walking he's that line. I like Mignola, and I can appreciate how different he is. But he like you know it seems like Sinkevich, <clears throat> at least the ones we're seeing here, are are trying to walk this line of kind of typical covers, but a little just a little different, something like that. I don't know. Well, we're, I think we're also getting a little bit of, uh, through the decades here, too. Yeah. So his, his style, just like Mignola, had changed over the years. So. Gotcha. Okay. But I like this Wonder Woman a lot, so I'm all in on Wonder Woman. All right. And Wonder Woman moves on. Nice. I do believe that makes three Jim Lee now as well. Hold on yeah. a second. It's like two. Let's see. One Batman, one bad day. Um, Isn't that Ghost? Warfare. Yeah. And now and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yep, I had him written incorrectly. And then that's Matina's bounty hunter, right? No, the bounty hunter is uh, where the bounty hunters is Clayton Crane. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. Our final matchup of the week. We have Silver Surfer number one. John Bishema versus World's Finest number five by Francisco Matina. The winner here, once again, 58% of the vote. All right, this one here, I'm going to blow my top. Literally, I'm, I might be more upset if Silver Surfer loses here than I would have been if Incredible Hulk 340 would have lost. I'm telling you. As soon as the matchup popped up, I just started watching Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um what say you on what what say both of y'all? What Pat, what do you what I'm with you, Kevin. Okay, good. Okay. Mike. Yeah, I think they're both great. Um I I see the um I like the Matina one. I see what you're saying, kind of, but it's not Batman back there. And yeah, I mean, you know, when Superman I'm being critical program, like the way I was, you know, I'm not I'm not saying it's trash. I'm just yeah. saying in Matina's catalog, like you guys are saying about Sienkiewicz and Zach with Cap, mm -hmm. with Cap America, you know, it's like with the Matina yeah, covers, yeah. this one, it just, that's, what's amazing to me about it. You know? So anyway, yeah. well, I think this one captures speed, but then again, you know, when you look at the silver surfer, it's just a classic. Yeah. 1960s cover. Right. Come on, come on, please, please. <laughs> World finest number five. See you, Kevin. 
Wow. What was the percentage there, Mike? Uh, 58%. No, the old 58. What the heck, man? Eight out of the 12 uh, matchups finished at the winner at 58%. So there you go. Still trust those voters. Gary's <laughs> happy about it. <laughs> yeah, my, my new school son went old school there, so I can't even blame it on that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to have to look on Facebook and see <laughs> what, what my kids did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's find out if you're going to be grounded sometime. <laughs> I don't care if you don't live at home anymore. You're grounded. <laughs> All right. I mean, so that, it is what it is. That's what cover combat is. Yep. Yum. Congratulations right. to the 10 covers moving on. Good night. I'm gonna get my internet moving. <sighs> okay. It's a bad week for me. Bad week for yeah, me too. Bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Huh, oh, one. No, I'm kidding. I don't even know. <laughs> my wife chimed in that she voted for Superman. Yes, you, my wife. Yeah, is <laughs> That's okay, yeah. though. I can handle it. <laughs> I walked alone. I think. <laughs> let me look. Let me look here. Um, let's see. Yep, my wife voted for World's Finest. Um. Oh, yeah. Looks like Patrick's uh, free and clear. His wife did not. <laughs> Patrick's whole family did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where are we? Right. The second most exciting part about Cover Combat, the new round reveals. Let's go. Yep. I've got them ready. Oh, and, uh, you know, I just want to throw this out, too, that my son lost his phone. So in case he's watching this. Uh, where he's currently deployed to right now. Happy birthday, little buddy. Turns the big 21 today. Wow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right, Mike, what do we got for round two? Round two. Let's go for, with... For round 1.2. Yeah. Right, yeah, there we go. Round 1.2. <laughs> All right, our first matchup, we have Spider-Geddon number one by Clayton Crane versus Daredevil End of Days number eight by Bill Sienkiewicz. Wow, wow. Two great different styles. Those are two... Those are great. Look, Go ahead. I was just going to say those are two great covers, that's for sure. Yeah, and they're both similar with... Uh, the character in the foreground and the background and yeah themselves yeah. in the background <laughs> that is that's cool how that's similar mm-hmm. yeah i like that play on the dd as well 
right. Just the first, Next the first one. What's that, Pat? It's the first one. I had to cut out for a second. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this yeah, is this the first one. one. Yeah. Who's the Spider-Man Green? Yeah. Clayton Green. Yep. Next. Did you up. print this? Uh, you print that cup? Wait, hold on, Mike. Let me go back. Let me go back. <laughs> I was going to make a dumb joke about whether Pat's company printed this because there's two double D's on here, you know, so I don't oh. know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I like that. Okay, this is my favorite Sienkiewicz so far. That's for sure. Well, actually, my favorite Sienkiewicz was that Defenders, but then it became not my favorite anymore when you basically made it not a Sienkiewicz, sort of. <laughs> that makes sense, you know. <laughs> So this is my favorite one so far. This is awesome. But that Spider-Man's ridiculous, too. Yeah, yeah. they're both good. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Next up, we have Flash 38, Francisco Medina versus Spawn Batman number one by Todd Farland. <clears throat> what are you shaking your head for? <laughs> These Matina choices, I swear. What's wrong with that one? It's not as good as a lot of other of his. Same <laughs> thing as the world's finest. It's probably going to win then, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, it's fine, but man, Matina's got... Oh. I'm going to... I'm going to... You know what I'm going to do for the finale of, of Cover Combat 4? I'm putting... I'm bringing... I'm bringing eight images of the eight Matina covers that should have been in. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to do it. All right. So anyway, yeah, I mean, the two obviously very distinct different styles again. And, you know, I love that Spawn Batman cover. So this is an easy one for me. Lots of lightning. There's lots of lightning in that one. Yep. All right. Next up, we have G.I. Joe 38 versus, uh, from uh, Mike Zek versus Venom, the end, number one. And that is uh, Clayton Crane. Wow. Wow. The Venom cover just makes no sense to me. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me either, but it is sharp. But I love this G.I. Joe cover. This is this is one of my favorite, yeah. actually, classic G.I. Joe covers. I love this cover. Yeah. I yeah, I like the Clayton Crane, but um he's kind of using the flag like a beach towel. Yeah, it <laughs> is kind of, yeah. Uh, another flag controversy. Well, yeah. I think Venom's intentionally being disrespectful, right? Yeah, I don't know if he'd do that. This is when it was good guy venom, maybe? I don't know. He's always been honorable. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is on Clayton Crane, not Venom. Yeah. Clayton, yeah. doesn't Clayton Crane seems to have a thing for flags? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know anything about him. I know there's no tongue in this one, too. No like, not even the slightest. Like, not even behind the teeth. You know, it's just darkness yeah. behind those teeth. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I hate it. I hate it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes too the way his eyes go to the top of his head come on it's too much no <clears throat> i'm gonna have to start looking at all venom covers to see if their eyes go to or his eyes go to the top of his head all right we're moving on apparently mike was done <laughs> <We're> moving on. 
Next up, Defender 66 from John Bashima versus X-Men Annual Number 1 by Jim Lee. It's a great... There's a lot going on on this, these covers. Awesome. <clears throat> yep, I like these. This is a good matchup. It's a tough one. Hey, did you intentionally put the titles up to kind of pull the hook to get me to shut up? Because I had one other thing I want to say about that G.I. Joe. Guide. Destro is my favorite GI Joe character. All right, That's I it. never read GI Joe or watched GI Joe. What about you, Pat? Uh, he's not my favorite, but I think he's a very uh, well. Oh, character. let me restate that. Actually, he's my favorite villain. My favorite villain. Okay. Yeah, my favorite is is Snake Eyes. You know. Yeah. Anyway, okay, Mike. Sorry, move on. These are right. awesome, Mike. Both of them. <laughs> Please tell me you agree with that, Pat. Are these both awesome? Yeah, I mean it's a good matchup. Um, but Mike. yeah, I there's a definite edge for me just because of the character choice. Oh, yeah, really? I think these are great. You a Valkyrie fan? Not really. <laughs> you might be a Mike. Cyclops fan. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, like them both. I'm, Explain that, Pat. What's your character choice comment? Oh, just Valkyrie and a bunch of miscellaneous Asgardians versus the most popular X-Men of all time. <laughs> okay. The popularity say, contest for me, I guess. When you say X-Men, are you talking about all of them or just... Yeah, all of them. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm totally. Uh, yeah, I'm totally thinking that uh, X Men is is definitely got the edge. Yeah. Who's missing? Storm's missing. Storm's not there. Yeah. I guess those are. Are are you saying that you think those are the, your the personal your favorite X Men of all time? Or I'm um, just out when it, when it's up against a bunch of miscellaneous as guardians. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I would argue those are the most popular X Men, wouldn't you, Mike? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's the most popular era for the X Men. But as far as individual X Men, oh yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's got Wolverine for the listeners. It's got some Wolverine, Cyclops, Beast, Gambit, Rogue, and Psylocke. Gambit. Yeah, yeah. You know who I liked a lot was Havoc. Yeah, I loved like Havoc. The Vestry Havoc. Yeah. I always thought he was really cool. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Next matchup. Yeah. Electra Assassin number four from Bill Sienkiewicz versus Amazing Spider-Man 293 from Mike Zek. And that's a classic Spider-Man going up against a kind of obscure... Electra Assassin series. That's that a, yeah, it's a great Sinkevich cover, but I have such strong feelings for that Spider-Man storyline. Yeah. It would be a tough one. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree with everything Pat just said. Yeah. That's a great Yeah. I, I wish I still had those Electra books. I'm going to have to re-get those. I had them years ago, but I think they're cheap. They're cheap. 
Yeah, it shouldn't be too hard to find. Might find them in dollar but, bins. Yeah, the white covers on those, I've seen a lot of uh, color rub on them, a lot of dirt. Yeah, they're great, though. All yeah, right. and that, that Craven cover is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, everybody has been speculating the next Spider-Man movie is Craven. Has anyone heard that? Do we know that for a fact yet, Pat? There's a Craven movie coming. Mm -hmm. Just Craven? Like, yeah. Spider-Man isn't even in it? Yeah, like Sony likes to do. Oh, my gosh. I know. I don't know if the introduction of Craven is enough to carry a movie for him. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they're making these villain movies. I mean, and, and even like the Venom movie should have had, I know they have Venom Carnage in it, but it should have been Venom and Spider-Man. And yeah. Craven should be Craven and Spider-Man. It's yeah. The villains aren't interesting without the hero. That's a great way to put it, Mike. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. All right. Here we have next year. Oh, I skipped one. These are a little bit out of order, but I can adjust. Okay. All right. Next up, we have Transformers, Transformers Galaxies number one from Clayton Crane versus Spider Man 2099 number five from Francisco Matina. Kevin, what are your thoughts? Spider-Man 2099, right? <laughs> Are there better? <laughs> this is a pretty amazing uh, cover. I've never seen it, so that's pretty sick. I I, I like that one. Yes, or er, refreshing change of pace. Two covers I have no emotional attachment to. And I've never seen either one of them. You, has anyone else seen them before? Yeah, okay. I don't recall. I don't recall. No. Yeah, they're nope. pretty sick. Who is that? Is that... Uh... Who's that on the Transformers? It's one of the Destructicons, it looks like, because he looks like he has a front loader for a leg and a uh, mixer for the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah those are both pretty sick. That's a... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to be... I don't, I have no idea who I'm going to pick on that one yet. I say, it does say Constructor. I think it, it, Destructor, Constructor Con. I can't remember which it is. Not the Transformer expert. Need Tom. Need Tom. Destructor Destructicon. I think it's, it's like Roseanne Rosanna Dana. No, he's saying it's either Destructicon oh. or Constructicon. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. probably Destruct. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the audience loved that one, Mike. Good job. Yeah. All right. This next matchup is really good. It's hard. It's hard. We've got Wolverine number one from John Bishema versus Star Wars. See, sorry, Secret Wars number eight. Mike Zach. <clears throat> and both, these are all randomly matched up. And look at that, both in the yeah. Wars. You do that a lot, Mike. Not on purpose. It's all you know the what wheel. you need to do. Your your cover matchups are so coincidentally cool in the way you know how they land. You need uh, to just make a video of your like oh. just set up a video and record yourself doing yeah. the process as evidence. See, this is totally random, you know. Right. <laughs> I will. That'll that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah, See, that's yeah, awesome. Good luck. good luck picking this one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Pat, do you agree? No, it's an easy one for me. Really? <laughs> I never I never liked the patch look 
with Logan in that I hate always hated that shadow thing across his eyes. Ah. Uh, so I was, I was never a big fan of this Wolverine run. Uh, oh my god. The run? Oh jeez. Yep. I thought you were gonna say the cover and that was breaking my heart a little bit. But you didn't even like the run? That breaks my heart a lot a bit. I like Wolverine as a team player more than a standalone character. That's fair. Fair enough. I love this cover. We always talked about how is that like an intentional shading of his eyes to kind of be camouflaged, kind of like they do, you know? Yeah, we talked about that before, right? I don't remember talking about it, but I think it was consistently tried to be done. I don't know if I, I almost feel like it was a misinterpretation by the penciler inkler inker. I, I don't know what was go ever going on there. It was weird. Oh, I love it. I love it. I obviously, I love the Secret Wars too as well. So yeah, that's like you said, Mike, good luck picking that one. What about you, Mike? What is your feelings on these? I, yeah, I, I love them both. Um, the Secret Wars has been, there've been so many homage covers to that, that it kind of takes away from how awesome it is to me. You know, I, I just kind of see it so, so many times. Whereas mm -hmm. the Wolverine, I, I've only seen a few of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm more particular to the Wolverine. Uh, I'm, I'm also bitter that I don't own Secret Wars number eight. And I have a couple copies of Wolverine number one. So, uh, <laughs> but so this one's going to take some thinking for me. I just got a homage to uh, Secret Wars eight cover from DCBS yesterday for Deadpool. They did an Deadpool homage. one. Yeah. Is that on Spider Man number eight or something like that? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. No. Yep. Yeah. Eight. Oh, Spider-Man Eight: Secret Wars Eight. Did they do that on purpose? Probably. Yeah. All right. We ready for the next one? I don't know. I don't think you are. I don't know. Maybe you will. <clears throat> I mean, I'll let you cat out of the back before I show. It's another Francisco Matina matchup. Uh oh. <laughs> That's Amazing what I'm Spider talking Man. about. Oh, geez. Versus Deathstroke 42. Oh my God. Finally, this is now this is an epic Matina cover. That's what I'm talking about. But this is one of my favorite Spider-Man covers. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, these are. I think people are going to have a pretty easy time outside of Kevin um, because of the styles. Yeah, I love the background on that Matina cover, but I don't like the characters in the foreground. Yeah, this was kind of a lot of shadow on that. But yeah, I like both of these. They're both great. I love all of them on both of them. Everything on both of them. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. All right. I keep looking ahead. This next one, I have to say, is uh, I guess, Chelsea, this one's for you. We've got <laughs> Spawn 334 versus Spawn 150. <laughs> no matter who she votes for, it's the Spawn is moving on. She can't eliminate one <laughs> or both. So that's uh, McFarlane spawn on the left and a Jim Lee spawn on the right. 
I've never seen either one of those, I don't think. Yeah, 234 on the left and uh, 150. Wow. I can't believe I've never seen either one of those. I don't know if I like yeah. that spawn haunt. I don't like that whole mashup there. I don't like... Uh, I, think I'm I have trouble have... with it. Yeah. When they do the split. I think it's a great idea. Um, sometimes when it's so drastic like that one where you've got the cape and all this and then on, on haunt side is where it's kind of just... Um, you know, it's just follows yeah. his outline. Yeah. Pat, what say you? Uh, I think it's like getting two covers in one. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Pull out your mirror and hold it up there. <laughs> Fair enough. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's like a cool gimmick cover. Comes with a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you could literally attach some kind of obvi obviously just uh, what like uh, stock board, you know, uh, stock, uh, you know, what what what's the paper that's like thick cardstock paper, and and have it in the middle with foil, just nothing but silver foil on both sides. So if you flip it, you yeah, just like you're saying, that'd be great. That dude, that's a great cover. Make it happen, Marvel DC Image, whoever, anybody, mm -hmm. and then give Pat credit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Interesting, um, though. It'll be interesting to see who wins that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing Spawn's going to win. Uh, I'll bet, I'll bet Spawn's going to win, too. That's a good call, Mike. Yeah. All right. This next one's a good matchup. Man, I thought we were going to get the audience there for sure, but it didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> thought she fell asleep. <laughs> Next uh, up, Silver Surfer number four from John Bashima versus Vem number one. That's a uh, Clayton Crane. Hmm. Well, he definitely got this the eyes coming up on the top of his head in that one, too. That's obviously one of the yeah, greatest surfer covers of all time, though. Yep. Super yeah. classic. Yep. Um, that uh i like the venom i like jack-o-lanterns and, and stuff they look cool and it looks like a trick-or-treating one got yeah they got a little trick-or-treating spider-man yeah. there that's hilarious that's great yeah so i love all that about that and then yeah you look at that silver surfer and it's just like it's such a classic classic man album. that that's a tough oh man that is so tough I love that Clayton Crane cover. I'm shocked how good uh, all these Clayton Crane covers have been. Yep. Better than apparently he's like us with Venom though. He doesn't like the tongue apparently, hmm. like at all. Can you see a tongue? Is there like a little bit of red tongue in his mouth there? A little tiny bit. Just count your blessings and you know move on. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't give him any ideas. All right. All right. Next up. Um, oh, these are out of order. Okay. We have Amazing Spider-Man number one from Clayton Crane versus Electra, Electra 23 from Bill Sienkiewicz. 
It's another really clean crane cover. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked with the crane cover. It's so awesome. That electric cover again, that's awesome. Yep. I've never seen either one of these either. How about you, Pat? Yeah, I'm not real familiar. I just I I'm, I'm just wondering if, if uh Bilsenkevich did more than Electra. That's what I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> he did some new mutants back in the day. Yeah, no new mutants covers yet. And Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah those Moon new mutants. Wow, no Moon Knight. Yeah, those new yeah. mutants would definitely hit home with me. Yeah, and, and Moon Knight too. Yeah. Um, All right, it's great. That's I great. think Clayton Crane does a lot of store exclusives and um, variants and ratios and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, but we're yeah, that's not our market, so we're not going to see a lot of his stuff. All right, and the last matchup of the week, we have. X-Men number one from Jim Lee versus Deathstroke 32 from Francisco Matina. Uh-oh, Kevin doesn't like the name, another Matina. <laughs> no, I, I again, I, I, I like this Matina a lot. But this is one of my favorite covers of all time again. I mean, it's like so hard. <laughs> Incidentally, too, yeah. do you know there's a major price difference between this X-Men number one and all the others? This is the highest dollar one. Hmm. Is it? Yeah. Because huh. Wolverine's on there? I'd assume so, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like the next one with uh, Magneto. Magneto. Yeah, Magneto's yeah. number two. From what I saw, I saw this was number one and Magneto's number two, then the others are like the same price. Yeah. But I'm... This might be the same for you two as well. This is another reason I'm shaking my head. I'm shaking my head because I love this Matina. That's going up against one of my favorite covers of all time. And obviously, you know, one of my favorite characters, blah, blah, blah. Lastly, though, the biggest, and the, but I'd say the biggest reason I'm shaking my head, and you guys will probably relate to this, is thinking of all the covers that, because we've seen every cover now, right? Yep. That's all the covers of our particular artists that we have, that we didn't see. Yeah. Because just like you guys said, I think you may have mentioned it, Pat, when we were given the artist, it's like you you have an idea in your head immediately. Boom, boom. Like you think about two or three right away of that, at least of that artist that you would pick. So the fact that mm -hmm. there's a couple of a couple artists that I'm not, I didn't see their covers at all. It just blows my mind. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. All right, so that's all of them. Oh, They'll be wow. up later on today. We're gonna start voting. Uh, I'm gonna start leaving covers. Her pictures. Man, I'm I'm already looking forward to the future with cover combats. That whenever. You know, um, because there's two types of artists you can spin on the wheel for cover combat. It's where we all get different artists like we're doing now, and then we all get the same artist. That's a possibility, too, you know, so. Yeah, there's one where I think there's one where I, I assign the artists. 
Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm serious, though. I'm putting together eight Matinas, and I'm going to reveal them on the, okay. the final show. <laughs> I sure hope my life schedule uh, works out to where I can actually make that <laughs> And then we'll put your eight up against the eight on here. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, when we if we ever get around to the uh, the one where I assign it, then... I'll assign them, and then somebody can assign one to me. So I don't, I don't want to pick my own. Yeah, yeah. All right, but that was awesome, though. And again, great job on that, Mike. And obviously, with all the jokes and the ribbing, uh, that's those are that was an awesome job by all of us selecting the artists. Yeah. Those are some great covers. So you know, good job out to you know all of us. I guess I'm kind of patting. Yeah. What? Hold on. When I <laughs> when I comment and make fun of the covers and stuff like that, it's it's not a, a a slight to the whoever submitted it. And also, most of the time, I love the cover anyway. It's yeah, just exactly. we have to find fault with it to justify voting against covers that we really like. <laughs> so we exactly. pick them apart more more than normal. Yeah, who knows? That world's finest might be my favorite Matina cover by the time this ends because I think, like, I, 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 I was totally swayed from beginning to end of Cover Combat Three with that Uncanny X Men cover. I didn't like it at all at first. By the end, I was loving it. Yeah. There was another, uh, that's happened to me a couple of times. So has that happened to you at all, Pat? Where you didn't like something at first, but then it grew on you by the end of Cover Combat when it kept surviving? Uh, yeah, I kind of think I said that about that Clone Wars cover. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Started to gain a little traction with yeah. me. So we'll see. All right, we ready to yeah. speak of picking on stuff. We ready to pick on what I got to say about the stuff I watched. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do it. I don't think you will though today. Oh, maybe. No, maybe. You you guys actually might have a big problem with what I have to say about one thing in particular. What? Man, something happened. Did you say something? I've missed like 10 seconds of the show. Uh, I was just saying that you guys are probably going to have a lot to pick on about what I watched and what I have to say. Uh, or I was saying I don't think you would at first, but then I changed it after and back backpedaled immediately that actually there's one you probably will, so. Uh, let's 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 start with this because I'm gonna show my hand on the next uh, movie or show I watched. So I want to show this one first. Uh, I watched uh, a show that was recommended uh, by the Acceler Comics group that I was unaware of. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, Michael Pincheck and the Be on the Lookout post. I watched <clears throat> Silo on Apple TV. I'm so mad right now. Why? <laughs> because Thursday I watched the trailer again and I was so excited for this weekend. And then Friday came and I forgot until right oh. this minute. <laughs> yeah. Pat, did you happen to see this? No. So, you know, Man. based on uh, Mike's be on the lookout post, this is based on the books, the book series wool, right? Mike. Yeah, it's called the Silo series, which is Wool, uh, Shift, and Dust. 
on the name of the okay. books. Okay. Uh, oh, but then the comic series, they're all just wool, right? The comics are based on, yeah. they're just wool, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I'll do a quick review of the comics right now. Yeah, they weren't that good. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You love the book, but the comics weren't that good. Yeah, I didn't like them. The, I think Darwin Cook did the covers, and that they were great. But besides that, all right, you read continue. them all. You read all the comics too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's I, that makes me sad. I was hoping they were awesome. I was going to read them. The book, the books are great. Yeah, the, the novels are great. The comic, I was disappointed in. But if you haven't read the novels, you might like the comic. Oh, gotcha. It's one of those things. Got it. Okay. I understand now. Okay. Well, I didn't know. Well, I, I had an idea because my wife also loves the novels uh, based on your recommendation, I believe, Mike. I had an idea of what was going on here. So I was excited to get this going. And of course, watching it with my wife was great. So uh, essentially what's happening in Silo is we i don't i don't know what time frame we are in the future but we are definitely at least a couple hundred years in the future uh from where we are right now because uh and the only the only time stamp i've got on that is what they call relics in this show or stuff that we're familiar with now um and and they and Essentially, what this is about is societies living in silos that are underground, and um, the the again, I don't know exactly what happened outside yet because that's part of the story on this as well. But the world's been essentially deemed unlivable by something we don't know. It's actually something they stayed at the beginning. There's only two episodes uh, of this out, incidentally, as well. It just came out. Uh, did you say Friday, Mike? I, yeah, just came out. The, yeah. the first two episodes were released Friday, so that's all we could watch so far. Um, so it's a lot of mystery right now. Uh, but what we're what we're following so far is uh, the sheriff of the town is kind of who we're following in the first episode, and this kind of does a lot of time jumping back and forth in itself, like not not like back far in time, but just like two years ago and then back to now and then two years ago. And uh, in the first episode, we are kind of focused on uh, the sheriff of this, this silo and his wife, uh, incidentally, who is played by um, the office uh, girl, uh, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones, yeah. Jim's girlfriend prior to when he hooked up with Pam. And then it's got Tim Robbins in here, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, David Oaloo. I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name there. Uh, and Commons in this, because there's a lot of big stars in this. Um, I think the acting is is definitely uh, strong in this. And so overall, like I said in the first episode, we're following the sheriff and his wife and apparently the big thing uh one of the big things with the silo is that there was a revolution 140 years prior to where the events we're currently experiencing in the silo are happening and the basically the revolution was 
a bunch of people that wanted to get out of the silo because they thought everything well we don't exactly know that's another thing too okay so we just know there was a revolution and what was happening in the revolution was a bunch of people were trying to get out of the silo and that's all we know because coincidentally during this revolution all records of everything that happened prior to the revolution were destroyed in the revolution so was it a revolution or an uprising well they kept they going to the revolution to in the show yeah oh, okay 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 or they might have said rebellion actually i'm sorry they might have said rebellion okay i you know yeah rebellion I, I, rebellion seems a little more in line with i mean it's splitting yeah, hairs okay. revolution no, no no you might be right yeah yeah but, it might be yeah. called a rebellion but anyway, so yeah, so that's what happened 140 years ago to where we are. And so all records of why the silos exist, who built them, what happened to the world outside, all of that's a complete mystery to everyone inside the silo, coincidentally. And the power structure of the silo is kind of what you would think. Uh, you know, there's workers at the bottom and poor people at the bottom, and then you kind of go up and you start to get it people and then there's a sheriff uh that's obviously got power he's got some deputies and then there's a mayor uh but then above the mayor and i guess the top tier people in power of the silo is called the judiciary and um essentially you know we don't know anything prior to 140 years ago and that's how it's you start asking too many questions, it can be dangerous in the silo. Uh, and uh, we kind of, uh, to get to, without getting too deep into that, that's kind of where we are uh, with uh, the sheriff and his wife. The, the sheriff is played by David Oelolo. I'm sorry, I'm butchering the name again. And then his wife is Rashida Jones. And um, she's starting to ask questions. She She actually has someone that reaches out to her uh, and convinces her that, uh, you know, things of things, Mike, I don't know how much you, you want me to worry about spoiler alert for you. I mean, obviously you read the book, so. Yeah, it's, you, it's fine. I, I, I know the gist of it and you know, yeah, it's fine. I'm not worried about spoilers. Okay. I'm going to put the spoiler alert up for, for five minutes on this. Uh, if you want to check out, uh, come back whenever the spoiler alert symbols down. If you're listening, just uh, fast forward five minutes. Uh, but but basically, Rashida Tlaib or Rashida Tlaib, Rashida Jones starts asking too many questions, and um, she wants to. She decides she wants to get out of the silo. She doesn't believe that the outside of the silo is actually devastated as she thinks it's completely livable and basically what the people can see and in in all kinds of every kind of every level of the silo it seems there is a viewing window that has that's that's actually a camera feed that's at the that's above ground that's just constantly showing what it looks like outside <clears throat> and one of the rules with the silo is if you say you want to go outside that no one's stopping you but it, it, you know, you, you have to just say, I want to go outside. And I guess this is the one question I had about, you know, the rebellion just wanted to go outside. 
so that that brings up questions about the rebellion because what they say is all you have to say is I want to go out now and the mayor and the sheriff and the judiciary everyone's honors that <clears throat> and um, as incidentally too they make mention of this slightly that punishment for breaking the law inside the silo as well is to go outside and clean the clean the camera essentially there's you know this camera gets dirtier and dirtier so every time they make someone go outside they have to use wool to clean off the camera and uh the first person we see do this is the sheriff's wife and um then we kind of in 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 episode two again it goes back and forth in time in episode two at the beginning we see now the sheriff wants to be the next one and it goes two years later from when his wife died when she goes outside and she dies because she what we're supposed to what we're led to believe is this exposure to the outside that kills her and then in the beginning of episode two the sheriff wants to go outside and then for the rest of the episode we see how we got to that point with him and then we're introduced uh to a new character uh in episode two as well who seems like she's going to be carrying the story after this is her name is Juliet. And that's she's played by Rebecca Ferguson. And uh Juliet's kind of in on the whole deal too with having questions and suspicions and then she starts going on All right, my wife is correcting me. She said the camera is only on the top level, it's not on every level. Okay. Sorry about that. I was- Yeah, I'm making notes on things that different from the book, and that was one of them. I was like, "Wait, there's only supposed to be one camera screen." <laughs> and it's okay, the whole so I reason. guess it's, okay. Okay. It's one so camera good. in the cafeteria then? Yep. Okay. All right. All right, thank you. Mama. Uh anyway, so yeah, there's one camera, sorry. So, uh everything else I it sounds like everything else I said is pretty accurate mm-hmm. if she's not correcting me. So that's kind of where well, we yeah, are. The- Yeah, the judiciary doesn't exist in the book. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Oh, there's a, like there, there there's like a hierarchy there. within the silos. I mean, there's a silo one that runs everything. And you find this out later. Um so that that might be what they're kind of bringing that into this silo as uh like a governing factor within yeah. the silo, but it's, in the book it's more outside. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So, okay. So that's kind of an interesting change. Well, so anyway, yeah, so in the first episode we're kind of following the sheriff's wife, in the second episode we're following not only the sheriff's uh slight story but then also passing on a new story to Juliet who she's like she's like we're starting to get into kind of super detective mode. She's she's learned that she can't ask questions. She doesn't want to go outside. She just wants to figure everything out on her own and of course we're fi- we're following her journey. So it's pretty exciting. Um so let me take the uh spoiler alert down. Yeah. <clears throat> um ba, ba, ba. right yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it, Jesse. I'm uh <laughs> after I said all that, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute." Wait, what she said of everybody. Well, you don't want to read it. <laughs> I was just getting ahead of everybody. Okay, so my wife commented again that You know, Mike, that's not in these episodes yet. Got it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I need to I need to keep my mouth shut cuz I'll end up spoiling stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I told. I kept asking. <laughs> I kept asking Jesse like questions during the movie, but I kept having to disclaim, saying, "Hey, don't tell me the answer. Just tell right. me if that's that's the way the book put it or not. That's all I cared yeah, about." There you go. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'd I'd give this a pretty strong recommend. Um, the first two episodes. I give it a solid uh, eight and a half bags of popcorn. Uh, so check it out, uh, and it's on Apple TV. And man, Apple TV! I, I I I actually just got Apple TV on my Xbox for one reason, and that's to watch Tetris. But man, as soon as I booted it up, first of all, Silo was right in my face. So that attracted my attention, and then, but there was only two episodes, and that's uh, that's kind of an Amazon thing too. I think I've talked about that before. How you know how last week we were talking about which do you prefer, one episode a week or mm -hmm. the entire drop of a season? You know, Apple and Amazon kind of mix it up. They drop two a week. It's like you know, yeah. so. Hey. Moving forward, they may just go go one. It's like they'll give you two to to draw you in, and 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 then after that, I think they might do one episode per week you might be right but that one movie i watched with uh thanos the cowboy in the in the big hole in the middle of the pasture they released two every week the whole time oh yeah okay yeah but anyway yeah big big recommend on this check it out uh, only on apple tv yeah I'm like, looking hey, I, don't, I don't have apple tv karen do you have apple tv i think uh, uh ayla or lexi told me it's included with her apple subscription so you probably do have it if you don't know but anyway because uh my sister and my niece are both apple people so so then again speaking of apple um then i watched another great something that had a great trailer that's on apple uh called invasion and um this has the the biggest star that drew me to this uh is sam neil uh, but Sheolia, Sheoli, Kutsuni, uh, Goldshift, Ferrani. Uh, I'd butcher all these names if I'd say them. Uh, the only ones I'm familiar with, or the only one I'm familiar with is Sam Neill. Um, and then I've pretty much not seen anyone else in the show. Uh, but they, uh, they were all great actors and actresses, but... Sam Neill, uh, and, and how cool this trailer was for this in general. That was another thing that Apple TV did, which was pretty cool. The way that they kind of spotlight their trailers. it's a, It might be really similar to Netflix, but it was different enough to where I thought it was more cool than what Netflix does. But anyway, this is Invasion. This, was, this is a 2021 uh, TV series. Uh, as you can imagine... It's pretty straightforward in the name what this <laughs> what this show is about. Uh, alien an alien invasion. And uh, but I do have this to say that the only reason I know that is from the trailer. Uh, we only watched the first episode uh, basically because we were loving silo so much we were definitely wide awake that we're like, hey, let's just check out another episode of some type. you know, we're like in the mood to check out an episode of something else at that point. Um, so we're like, check, let's check out Evasion. So we watched only the first episode of this. 
And if I hadn't seen the trailer and came to my conclusions based on the title and the trailer, you would not know there's an alien invasion happening in this first episode. There is just a bunch of weird events happening. Uh, I should maybe not weird, but just a bunch of different events like, uh, you know, like a crop circle and an earthquake, a random earthquake out of nowhere. And then, you know, stuff like that, you know, like all these havoc wreaking events are happening. And it seems like this really wants to be a, this, this better be a long story. I, I don't, I actually haven't looked into how many seasons this is, but I'll be bitter if this is only one season, because I feel like they are trying to set you up for 12 different people to follow 12 different, like for lack of a better way to describe it, 12 wow. different main characters. You know, so, and that was my only complaint about this is, uh, it, 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 there's not a lot happening in this first episode aside from meeting people and then an event happening. That's what happens. We get introduced to somebody and an event happens to that person. Then we get introduced to someone else and an event happens to that. And then they kind of go back to the other person. And maybe I'm exaggerating with 12, but there's at least like literally at least seven main characters in this they're introducing us to and uh, not much else is happening there so i you know the verdict is out on this one i have no idea how i feel about this yet but i'll just say it seems like it's gonna be quality uh it looks good acting's great dialogue's fair enough it just seems a little drawn out and slow to me at this point but maybe it'll have a big payoff so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it any rating right now until I watch more. So, stay tuned with how I feel about Evasion further on. So, season one has ten episodes. Looks like filming has completed for season two. Okay, good, awesome, oh, nice, not so nice. Would you say, Pat? Looks like not so nice, according to Karen. She put it. Down. Oh, oh, yeah. Karen says I'm gonna be disappointed. Why are you saying that, Karen? While we wait for Karen's response, I'll go on to my next one. <laughs> this is the one you guys might be disappointed on. I watched uh, Sweet Tooth. Did you guys watch it all? Where you at? Um, uh, season one I watched. Season two, I think I was two or three episodes in. Oh, so you didn't watch it anymore since last week, essentially. Mm -mm. Pat? We're on five. You're starting five, or you're in the middle of five, or where are you at? Completed five. You completed five? Yeah. Okay, I, uh, let me see if, uh, oh, Karen's saying, I'm assuming this is a typo. She's saying, Karen says it, it's showing me that it's begging canceled. I'm sure she means being canceled. But apparently, uh, uh Pat disagrees with you on that, Karen, and, uh, Pat's usually right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna believe him. No offense, Karen. <laughs> I think I think Pat's been wrong, like maybe one time. I I'm, I'm, I can't remember that one time, so I'm 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 gonna say once. But. I took that to mean that she, the show's begging to be canceled by. She thinks it's not high quality. That's how I took that statement. Karen, what do you what say you? <laughs> anyway, moving on. 
That is an interesting take on that sentence. You might be right. Well, that would mean she'd have to have watched it, which I don't even, I don't think she did, but maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Stay tuned for Karen's response. But anyway. You said you're so, going to be disappointed, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's what I was saying. I think she she thinks I'll be disappointed because of this. it was already canceled is what she oh, maybe yeah. speculating. But anyway, so Sweet Tooth. <laughs> I only watched the first. It was a, it was a typo. She typoed typo <laughs> into typo. That was hilarious. That was awesome, Karen. <laughs> She's saying begging was a typo. It is supposed to be being. But like I said, Patrick says uh, second season just wrapped up. So I'm going to I'm going to hope Patrick's right anyway, even though I predict he is in general. Uh, but anyway, sweet tooth. <laughs> I've actually got that in the title, so everybody else is like, can we just get to the Sweet Tooth review, please? So this is Sweet Tooth Season 2. As I mentioned uh, last week, I watched half of the first episode, and y'all had, uh, I think Pat said three, and Mike was three. Mike's still three, Pat's five now. Um, I only made it through half of the season. Um, I was planning on just binging the whole thing like I mentioned last week, but, man, I didn't want to. That's where I am on this. It's uh, so for anybody who doesn't know with Sweet Tooth, again, this we know this is based on a Jeff Lemire comic book about, uh, you know, hybrids uh, kind of kind of we've destroyed the world. Well, no, we didn't destroy the world. There's a virus that killed a majority of the planet. And at the same time, this virus started killing people. There is hybrid children being born and sweet tooth is one of those and he is part deer part child and he's obviously the focus of the comic book and the show and uh as you can imagine people in the show i can't speak to the comic book at all i haven't read it but people in the show uh believe that there's a connection between the virus existing and the hybrid so of course there's this whole prejudice against hybrids um, you know, here's the first thing I have to say. I think they take it too far. Like I could understand slight prejudice, but I mean, obviously these hybrids are kids. You know, these are obviously quote unquote normal kids for the most part, at least most of them. Obviously, there's different levels of hybrids in the show too. Like one's a kid that's like 99% beaver, but he, he 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 walks around and wears clothes. So, and then there's, you know, this one kid that's got a complete elephant head and but the you know, and then but but of course with Sweet Tooth as an example, he only has antlers and big ears, you know. So it's, you know, it's 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 varying levels of their hybrid division you know so like i said it seems crazy to me how not even crazy obviously this is just a fictional sci-fi futuristic show anyway but they kind of take it too far with the prejudice it's like they've got a whole like it seems like a majority of the planet hates these hybrids not not only to the point of just resenting them because that they have thoughts of them possibly be the reason the virus happened but also because they're just hybrids and they want it. They want it. They don't mind eating them. They don't, they, they essentially talk about the hybrids, like their insect equivalent level importance. Like as much as I don't care about stepping on an ant, 
that's how the human beings feel like towards hybrids in this show. Um, a, f- a far majority. There's like, I think we've met two or three so far that are uh, sympathetic to the hybrids already. Um, one of them being Sweet Tooth's pop or best friend, whatever, big man. And then um, Sweet Tooth meets up with a bunch of other hybrids and the mother, quote unquote, of those hybrids um, is also sympathetic to the hybrids. That's what she kind of, she's kind of a hybrids adopter. And then uh, lastly, there's th- this girl called Bear, Bear. I can't remember her name exactly. Whatever the Bear girl name is, she she pretended to be a hybrid and fight for hybrids, but she's just a human, you know. So anyway, the hatred aside from those three characters, especially with all the the, the bad group, and this is called the Last Men. Uh, you know, they just want to wipe out all hybrids as soon as they see them. And then we meet other people that just want to have them for dinner. It's like, you, you guys, understand, you guys feel me on that. You think it's like a little overplayed how prejudiced people are to hybrids, like without it making a lot of sense. Well, this, the sense can be made that they were so, so anti hybrid that they never let the hybrids grow. So they don't know they're intelligent and can speak and develop like humans. So, you know, a lot of them are unaware of, of that, I think, is what they're trying to get across. Uh, okay. I guess, I guess that makes a little sense. Although, you know, like in, uh, in the last episode I'm in, there's, of course, the scientist that's kind of being held captive by the leader of the, of the last men. Because the leader is trying to come up with a cure for the virus. And this doctor's wife is one that has the sick, is what they call the virus in the show. Um, His wife has the sick, so he's been looking for a cure anyway. So essentially the bad guy, the leader of the last men, uh, has held him in captivity. So whenever this doctor does find a cure... Essentially, this leader of the last men will kind of own it. He'll try to be, you know, be the richest man on earth once it's saved from the virus by being the, you know, owner of the cure or something, whatever. That's kind of how it's trying. It seems like it's going to play out. And I see what you're saying, Pat, with especially like the scientist's wife and the scientist that, you know, and a lot of the last men and, and as for that matter, are unaware that they can even speak, uh, let alone think and but a lot of these kids just look like kids, like especially the one girl that's whatever the best friend hybrid of Sweet Tooth. She's a pig and, you know, she's got a pig nose and some kind of pig ears. But like her and Sweet Tooth, if they wear a hood, they look like just kids. So, you know, I see what you're saying, but I, I'm still going to kind of go with what I'm saying a little bit too because i feel like there would be prejudice on levels then essentially like you know if it like the beaver kid yeah like you don't you don't think he's worthy of any life at all but you see the pig girl and you think i i don't know I, obviously i know the real deal so it's hard for me to jump into that perspective i guess maybe i don't know yeah i think a lot of it is based on fear also because a majority of the people think that the sick is caused by the hybrids yeah, I totally get that part. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When you yeah. bring fear into into things, it uh 
wipes rationale completely off the page. Uh, that's a good point, Mike. That's true. That's a good point. So, okay. All right, going with what Pat said and what you said, I've completely changed my mind. <laughs> I'm not even really joking. That's a good point, right. both of you. Yeah. All right, so so then essentially where I am in the first four episodes is, so what happens in the first one is the whole first season, just to recap on that, is we're just following Sweet Tooth's journey to try to find his mom, right? If I'm remembering that correct. That was yeah, season yeah. one, right? Yeah, he wants to find his mom. Yeah, and that, and he meets up with this guy he calls Big Man. It's really big, like linebacker, big black guy, and he's he's really awesome, really cool. But he actually used to be a last man, and uh, he's kind of wanted to get away from them. And you know, it's kind of you know, it's it's almost a uh, you know a trope at this point. You know, uh, you know, a kind of an oddball outcast meets up with a guy that used to hate what they are but then starts to be attached to this one particular it's kind of last of us ussy kind of right <laughs> you know but anyway so but i think he we, yeah we saw kind of how big man became one of the last men right i yeah. think it was, it was more out of he had a, a different uh agenda um looking for his um wife and i can't remember if i think he had a daughter or a son um, looking for them, and that was an avenue to find them was to join the big man or yeah. the big one, to join the last, the last man. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he yeah. hooks up with the bad. He hooks up with big man, and then we're following them on the journey and all the craziness that happens. And then they hook up with the leader of these hybrid protectors that kind of dress up like hybrids. Her name's Bear, right? And uh, they're kind of a team. And then at the end of season one. We assume Big Man is dead. Uh, he's killed in the last episode, and that's kind of where it ends. Uh, and and oh, Bear Girl is on the run, right? Um, oh, and then we met. We didn't meet. They didn't meet up. But then there was also the lady that adopts hybrids. We kind of saw her in the last couple episodes as well. And her children, the hybrids that she adopted, were kidnapped. So then, when we start season two, the hybrid her children are in captivity big man is supposedly dead sweet tooth's in captivity and bear girl has been completely separated from them um so that's kind of we're following three stories at once actually four if you want to count the scientist that's also looking for a cure we're kind of following four stories at once through these first four episodes where all the hybrids are trying to escape from you know captivity uh, big man and the the adopter of the hybrids have teamed up and they're trying to find a way they can help the hybrids escape. Bear girls are on a journey just to search for the hybrids. And she actually ends up joining the last men in hopes that being a last man will help her, help her find the hybrids. And, um, and then lastly, the doctor is trying to find a cure to the virus in captivity to save his wife while being used by the leader of the last men. And he, he's actually using sweet tooth as a tool to find the cure. He's been using hybrids as a tool to find the cure the entire time. Essentially think again, like Mike, like I said, and then Mike was pointing out more is that everybody thinks that the hybrids have something to do with the virus. So he's, 
He's experimenting on hybrids. Kind of, he's a good guy too. They they kind of represent him to us as a good person, uh, but he's trying to save his wife, so he's willing to do things he wouldn't typically do, like do immoral experiments on these hybrid kids uh, in the advancement of science to find a cure. Uh, and he he meets up with Sweet Tooth and like uh, Pat saying too that no one knew that. They could speak, uh, and then Sweet Tooth starts talking to the doctor, and that's kind of when they first discover that they could speak. And and so the doctor decides to have a conversation with Sweet Tooth to see if he can get the answers he needs to find the cure just by talking to Sweet Tooth. And they have another way they use I won't get into, um, but it's all attached to the doctor using Sweet Tooth because he can talk as opposed to, you know, experimentally, you know, just as a hybrid. So. That's kind of where we are after four episodes. Um, I could have put a spoiler up to give a spoiler, but I held that back. There is a major event that happens after four episodes, uh, and that's where I currently am. Um, but I'll kind of leave that uh, to people to watch. I'm going to definitely watch the next four. There's only eight episodes in season two. So I'm going to watch the next four for next show. Uh, if anyone wants to join me. Um uh, right now, though, for the first four uh, episodes of season two, I'm going to give it like a six bags of popcorn. It just, there's some things that aren't exactly clicking with me. Obviously, the one I'm saying uh, in general, like I think the, the prejudice against hybrids is overdone. But then also too, all these characters and how I feel about them, continuously keep doing things that are out of character to me which is frustrating me and i think things are a little drawn out um the one example i'll use in that is big man like we were talking about has a history with being a man he's obviously looking for his wife and kid uh or no did they die his original journey was to find them and now he knows they're dead right spoiler alert yeah i don't i didn't know that they were dead Okay. And if I oh, did, I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that happened like early in season two. I'm sorry. A spoiler alert. Sorry about it, everybody. Uh, but anyway, that's essentially here's the only point I have to say. He's this real tough guy that is, uh, you know, he's regretting his past, but he's a really sharp guy. He's really smart. But then he makes this the uh, the point and. Spoiler alert here, but this again really doesn't, it's inconsequential to me. Uh, although it does have consequence in the show, I don't think it really matters except for the fact of what I'm trying to say here is that it's out of character. He just confesses to the one person that loves hybrids more than anyone. He confesses that when he was a last man, he used to capture them and round them up and kill them and all this bad stuff. To where that was like the dumbest thing he could ever do. So I'm like, why would why would you do that out of nowhere? Especially when he already lied to her and said he didn't. And of course, you'd, you'd go with the, okay, he's got guilt. But still, he seems smarter than that. Which So that's just one small example, uh, in my opinion. There's a lot of those in this. To I where didn't like that either. What's that? My, what's I, that didn't, I didn't like that either. It seemed like a lame. It just seemed like a... Uh, a, a weak story point to separate them again. Whereas, you know, again, if we just talk and he would explain, you know, now that he's been around Gus, you know, he, he is seeing things differently and he regrets everything. And there's none of that. And it just yeah. like, cut to 
she's shutting them out and moving on without them. And yeah, yeah. I thought and that then, was great. And then the other part on her side, she's the, she's the, it's exactly on her side of that same exact moment is she's obviously untrusting of last men and men in general or whatever, but she's obviously developed a major bond and trust for him. So it was out of character for her to all of a sudden become hate, a big hater towards him as well without, like you said, Pat, giving him an opportunity to explain, you know, why he would have, you know, why he regrets it or what, and why he lied and all, you know, like you said, just talk, you know, I can't remember when you first said that Pat, but point out long ago with this stuff, if people would just talk to each other, all this craziness wouldn't happen, you know, but. <laughs> But it seemed out of character for her to just turn, just because of him telling her that, turn all of a sudden to can't stand him, can't be in his vicinity after all they'd been through together already, you know? So anyway, so I give it a, like I said, I give it a six popcorn so far, six bags of popcorn so far. Uh, how are you feeling about it overall, Pat? Uh, it's not blowing me away, but I'm still, I like it, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I I wanted to love it, um, but yeah, I just, I like it. Um, I get kind of bored watching it. <laughs> yeah, that that's a that's a good way to that's a good way to put it. That's why I just didn't continue. It didn't make me want to get to the next episode. Yeah, it's and like I said, arguably, the the next the the biggest moment in the first four episodes that happens that makes you want to get to the next episode is at the end of the fourth episode. But it's it, it was, still wasn't enough for me because I'm just not enjoying it enough. Yeah, but. It, it's hard to uh, I don't know. I just don't connect with any of the characters. I'm, I'm you know I have no empathy for any of them, and you know it's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Okay, so to finish up my segment here, like I said, I want to start doing last week is talk about what I'm going to watch next week, so you can please join me. Uh, again, I'm going to watch the final four episodes of the second season of Sweet Tooth. I'm definitely going to get to Tetris now that is installed on my Xbox and uh, uh, Apple is logged in. I'm going to uh, watch it again. Okay. I'm going to watch uh, si the whatever one episode or two episodes they put out this next week of Silo. And uh, I'm going to check out Foundation, which is another sci-fi apple tv show that has a ridiculous trailer and then lastly i'm going to watch dungeons and dragons that was just released on digital the new dungeons and dragons what honor among thieves it was released on digital last week so i'm going to check that movie out so i'm going to be watching uh two movies and three shows next week so stay tuned for that nice we're getting your money's worth out of Apple. Yeah, all of a sudden, Lexi's all talking smack now too. She's like, "See, I told you Apple's better." I'm like, "Let's let's not get crazy, all right?" <laughs> Karen likes likes that Lexi comment. I think that's what that clap was for, not for my segment being good. <laughs> All right, Mike, you're up again. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it.
All right. All right. Awesome. On to the pick three. Um, I, I say this. I, I feel like I say this a lot. This was a hard week, <laughs> but you do say that a lot. I know, but this one really was. And I, I don't know if it was because of free comic book day and there weren't a lot of releases from, you know, the big two Marvel and DC. Um, but yeah, I, I really did not have fun picking these covers. That being said, well, that, let's look at these awesome 10 covers. <laughs> <laughs> that really sucks you say that, that you didn't have fun doing it. I feel bad for you. No, it, it was also partly my fault by putting it off um, to the last minute. Uh, you know, the next thing I know, it was, it was, it was Friday and I'm scrambling. So I try to do it throughout the week. And you but, know, Mike, uh, I'm the same way. I do that same thing. Pat, when, when do you start to prep? I just try to write things down during the week because if I if I don't, I'll forget about it. Like, and a lot of it on me is more like announcements, so I have to write them down or I'll forget about them. So, ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. So anyway, sorry, Mike, go. All right, yep. So we're gonna start here with Daredevil. 11. Um, these all hit the shelf on uh, Wednesday. May 10th. We're in May already. Holy cow. So we've got Daredevil 11 from Marco Cicchetto. Ghost Rider 14. Bjorn Berens. Uh, Silk number 1. Dave Johnson. Uh, Little Monsters 13. Jason Sean Alexander. Noctera 14. Tony S. Daniel. Invincible Iron Man number 4. The second printing from Kale New. Disney villain Scar number two from Gene Ha. Superman Lost number three, Lee Weeks. King Kong Great War number one, Brian Hitch. And Spawn 341. It's a connecting cover by Mark Brooks. What are your thoughts? <laughs> so I think I liked uh, most of these covers. I think uh, the Noctera, I mean, it was nice. It was just kind of boring uh, and i was underwhelmed with the silk although i liked it um that's like mm -hmm. one of the lower grade silk covers i've ever seen but everything else i thought was pretty strong what about you pat yeah that, there was only a couple that i was able to knock off right away and i got to my final four and had trouble knocking one off the tower there so i can't wait to hear what they are they're probably going to be a completely different for you're probably yeah. going to pick Noctara and Silk right No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Who we got, Mike? Yeah. Well, I really liked, I, I liked the Noctara one because of a bright, I like the silhouette. I think it's great. Or, I mean, just, yeah, the, the profile. I mean, um, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's just how bright he was able to get that white to look. Ah. Okay. It's just, uh, uh, I mean, I'll make a point of that real quick. Is it is it just me? Sometimes I, the way they do the computer coloring in comics these days, the white is almost like blinding. I have to like not look at it. Is that, is that, does anybody else have that problem? Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's so know, bright, like you're I'm looking would... at the sun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. And that's what I got from, from that cover. White paper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the white was hard to look at. It's like, holy cow, why is that so bright? I mean, it's white paper. You can't make it any more right. white, but it seems that's why I put it on, on Tony Daniel for, I think he did by 
the way he brought it from her, you know, her, her head and then over just the way that edge is like, he must've, you know, that's why I put that on there. I thought it was well done. So, yeah. All right. So you ready for uh one, two and three? Yes. All right. In third place. And you'll notice I didn't put number one, two and three on these. Cause I ran out of time. <laughs> Actually takes a little bit of time. So, uh, third place, we have Superman lost number three from weeks. Yeah, I like that cover. Yeah, there's some there's a there's a reason I didn't pick that one though. Let me guess, you don't like Superman looking disheveled? No, Pat, you oh. got to guess. I don't know, because half of it's yeah. nothing. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want something on the whole cover. I don't know. That's just it seems to be a thing of me lately. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But it's not bad. It's it's kind of cool. It's kind of actually cool seeing him disheveled as a majority Clark Kent, but obviously Superman peeking out there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I I like uh, what I find a lot of the covers for me now when I look at the classic covers from the '80s that we like so much is they try to cram too much stuff onto the covers now and it's chaos okay fair enough fair enough yeah so speaking of chaos let's get to number two <laughs> we have oh i almost hit the wrong one here number two is invincible iron man number four that was definitely one of my almost made it's i don't think i eventually picked that one though I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. Does anybody know who's punching there? I don't know. Mm. No. I don't. But I, I like but, the uh, cover with the upshot and the crowd in the background and the you know the buildings behind. I think and, and even the this the dude being red skinned, just everything just worked on this cover. Yeah. Yeah. This one it's odd for me and uh i'm not sure where this takes place but building in the background looks to me like uh the way the twin towers looked in king kong and that mm -hmm. whole so for this, this has kind of a king kong feel to it for me because of the the building in the background the crowd around them um mm -hmm. it's just it's it was an odd thing when i that's the first thing i thought so that's why i was kind of attracted to this cover who'd you say the artist was again i'm sorry Oh, uh, Kale New. Okay. I think uh, I think this is the guy that Tyler's really starting to uh, to like quite a bit. Yeah, he had that Batman cover last week. Last week. Yeah. Mm hmm And then our number one cover for the week. Oh, waited for the symbol. <laughs> Uh, Ghost Runner, Ghost Rider, not Ghost Runner, Ghost Rider, fourteen, Bjorn Brand. I always call him Bear Ends. <laughs> Bear Ends, Bear Ends. <laughs> I'm sure there's some kind of with Bjorn as his first name is Bjorn Brand. It's probably got it. Well, I'd, I'd have to say I agree. I think this is the best cover of the ten. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going with that one too. This is a great cover. I like it a lot. Yeah, I can't wait to read this one. 
Yeah, didn't you say this is one that's on deck for you? Are you reviewing that? Uh, as soon as I get it, it comes out yeah. Wednesday. I gotcha. So, yeah. All right. What do you think of that one, Pat? Did not vote for that one. I, was, I thought I could have a perfect week. Me and Valerie, we had the same exact votes. And I was just waiting because uh, you know Daredevil's been performing strong in the pick three, and he got knocked off this week. Yeah, it was close. It was close. Well, no Ghost Rider on a bike this time, so that's cool. But you don't like you don't you don't care for the Weapon X helmet though, right, Pat? Uh, I just don't care for this style of art. It's just too muddy for me. Ah, uh, yeah, I get it. Gotcha. Um, surprisingly. Uh... Surprisingly, but not surprising, the Disney villain scar number two didn't get any any votes. That was the last one I put on the list. I was really looking, but I like Gene Ha. I think he's he's got a really great style. Yeah, but yeah, I just can't really, doesn't come across in drawing Disney. I guess though, you're you're right though. I agree. I like Gene Ha a lot. And the King Kong. Stick, I, sorry, he has to I, stick with the. He has to stay on style guide for the disney character so you don't see a lot of his influence coming through yeah and the trade dress on the king kong kind of ruined that cover yeah i have to agree right over his head yeah why didn't they pop that behind his head right now yeah that would have been great yeah if he was right in front of that mm -hmm. that would be perfect yeah mm -hmm. i got my first spawn connect connecting cover in the dcbs this week too so I'm hoping I paid attention to get all the connecting covers from my DCBS shipments because off of the Mark Brooks ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really nice set. Yeah. So that is it. Go get those books. <laughs> all right. Cool. <laughs> Moving right along. I need to move, make a little shift here. There we go. Okay. Got to keep Pat in the middle, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. So that means you're first for reviews, too. You got something read this week? Uh, yep. All right. Yeah. Let's hear about it. I, I think I. All right, what'd you say? You think you did. What'd you say? Mike. Uh-oh, he's frozen. He's muted, definitely. There he goes. All right, Mike, what? <laughs> In all the chaos, which was I deleted a book that I read, but I just found it again. I uploaded it. Oh, okay, cool. So... Um, and I, I read this because of time constraints. Um, I wanted something really fast to read. <laughs> and this fit the bill perfectly. So I read uh, All Eight Eyes, number one. And this is from Dark Horse. It's a four-issue miniseries. Um, the writer is Steve Fox. And the artist is Peter... Peor, I guess Peor, Peter... Kowalski, it's P-I-O-T-R. Um, 
And basically what happens here, we've got a college kid who's kicked out of his apartment and he runs across a homeless man out in a park and the homeless man is what we think is homeless. Um, he's killing a large spider. <laughs> so as you can tell, the all eight eyes, I guess, uh, spiders have eight eyes. Is that what it is? Or eight legs? I don't know. Do they? I don't know. I don't know. They have eight something. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the, the 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 kid tries to run away, knocks him out, takes him to this abandoned place, and starts explaining to him that he's been tracking and hunting giant spiders for the last decade, and he has this journal that he's been writing stuff down in, and uh, kind of convinces the kid, you know, lets him know, look, if you want to join me in hunting these spiders, meet me. You know, in the park Wednesday, and uh, we go through. And Wednesday, he meets in the park, and they hunt some more spiders. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't blow me away. I probably will not be getting issue number two. It was kind of a last minute ad that I that I put on my list and bought it. Um, so this one, I've got no opinion. Um, wasn't bad. The art's good. Um, the writing's good, but it just didn't really grab me to where i want to buy issue two do you know why there's giant spiders that exist in this world anyway no it's a little bit uh, that it's kind of like when when you're when you're talking about sweet tooth it's like it just doesn't make sense it's like how have we had these giant enormous spiders around for so long but nobody except for this guy knows and he's tried to you know contact the police and show the police the authorities and nobody believes them and you know then when you see this in here he's he's got this giant spider bigger than a dog that he killed and he just burns it um and then they find this nest of spiders and there's hundreds of spiders coming out and they're just killing them <laughs> i don't know it's kind of hard like okay you can't convince somebody <laughs> drag this dog-sized spider to the police station and say here somebody's gonna pay attention <laughs> that that not making much sense would probably be a big enough reason for me to say forget this one yeah so uh yeah this is why it's you know the artwork's really good um are you gonna get issue two no i'm not <laughs> okay. I, you know, actually I may, I may have ordered issue number two so if okay. i get it i'll read it maybe maybe the spider maybe all the people are spiders and they're you know turning a blind eight eyes on purpose i don't know <laughs> hey pat this reminds me of a question that i meant to ask you so obviously we know you're uh you know a big marvel guy right mm -hmm. who's second for you what publisher these days i don't even know what to say about that that's i know that's why i thought that's why i thought i wanted to ask you because it seems like it might be up in the air yeah if you if you want to go by the number of books ordered i'd probably say I think it's probably image currently okay mm -hmm. yeah i'm torn between image and dark horse man i love dark horse too yeah over over dc you know <clears throat> because uh yeah I'm, I'm still still at marvel number one but where where, where are you mike publisher wise um probably uh marvel um dc's dropped off quite a bit um, probably Marvel and Image. Gotcha. Yeah, they're probably neck and neck. That's pretty interesting. I'm gonna have to look it up and see what what books I'm getting more of. Yeah. 
All right, Pat, did you read something this week? I did. We got it's like better get ready, huh? Yeah. <laughs> got me off guard with the publisher question. Sorry, sorry about it. <laughs> um, we're gonna do a little bit go into a little bit of spoiler territory. So if you want to know these these books have both been out for a couple months. So uh if you uh haven't read them yet, sorry, but I'm gonna spoil a little couple things here. Uh and that is I continued my amazing Spider-Man catch up and I read issues 21 and 22. So we can answer the question what's going on with that dude's hand there. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear it. Yep. Yeah, it's really it's going to be a riveting answer just so get ready for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is getting into finally revealing it's right there on the cover. This is it, the story you've been waiting for. We're finally going to find out what happened between Peter and Mary Jane, why everybody hates Spider-Man, including the Fantastic Four. You know, everyone's against him, except for apparently Norman Osborn. Um, and so this it starts out and starts flashing back to, to why things happened the way they did. And we find out, and we don't get the whole mystery reveal. We're just starting to get into it in these two issues. But this, the villain, you know, that we see on the cover here of 22, his name is, Yep, he's a Mayan god, and the Zeb. I'm sorry, let's rewind a little bit. Zeb Wells here on the writing, um, and John Romita Jr. on both issues here. So we're kind of getting back to the main storyline, main creative team. And Zeb Wells has sort of dipped back into way back, uh, I think 15 years. He, he pulled this villain out of uh, an old storyline. Well, not this particular why up perhaps but his avatar was this math genius who was using mayan symbolism to somehow create this new energy you know he would align these symbols and somehow intercept energy uh and he he's basically insane and he wants to bring this why up back to our plane of existence and you know, I don't know what he wants to do. Conquer the world, I suppose. Um, so he tries to do that by slapping the, the, the avatar, the human avatar tries to, he, he embeds these symbols on Peter and Mary Jane, connecting them to this, this whole sacrifice that's supposed to happen to bring Wyatt back to earth. And in the midst of doing that, they they shun they shunt Peter and Mary Jane to this alternate dimension, alternate Earth dimension, uh, where this Yup is presiding. We assume, um, and while they're on this other alternate Earth, they run into Paul, who is Mary Jane's current. I I was confused about this. I thought it was just her boyfriend, but apparently she's married to this. Paul character, you know, and we're flashing back and finding that Paul is trapped on this alternate earth already because he had a relationship with the uh, Mayan avatar, the human Mayan avatar. And um, he tries to, you know, explain to him what's going on in this earth, how they need to survive on this earth, um, to try to escape why up and maybe possibly thwart his plans. Uh, and in the midst of all this, he he tells Peter, Spider-Man, that he has a way to get back to our Earth. 
and he wants Spider-Man to get back to our Earth and try to solve things there. Uh, but Peter wants to give it to Mary Jane. She, he wants Mary Jane out of this whole mess, back on Earth. He'll solve things on this alternate Earth and get back to her somehow. So that's the plan. But at the last minute, Mary Jane says, no way. Spider-Man's, you know, more important. He has to go back to our Earth. So she kind of ruins everything. She she ruins the whole plan. <laughs> Sends Spider-Man back to Earth. And in the meantime, they 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 like slice this Mayan god Y up in half. His the portal, you know, closes on him. So we we're not sure what happens if if the Y up thing is totally done and solved. He's out of the way. Uh, because they kind of leave it with Spider-Man getting back to Earth. Um, and in it, it, the way he gets back to Earth makes me think I don't know how Mary Jane could have possibly survived his, you know, reentry to our Earth, but th- that's beside the point here, too. Um, but my and then the next issue is sort of uh, it, they, they preview it has the Fantastic Four on the cover, so I'm assuming this is where they fall has a falling out with the Fantastic Four. And I'm, I'm gonna make some guesses here because in these books are already out, uh, but my my assumption here is that. You know, he needs to get back to Southern Earth. He probably, I'm guessing he steals or uh, takes the technology from the Fantastic Four to try to get back to this alternate dimension to save Mary Jane. And that puts him on bad terms with the Fantastic Four. And I'm also going to go out on a limb and say the reason we see that Mary Jane is done with Spider-Man is married to this Paul character. Is I, I have a feeling, and again, just a guess, that time is different in this dimension and she is stranded for who knows how long with this Paul character and falls in love with him. Um, and that's, that's where they, they come back to our point we obviously know they come back to our earth at some point because this is a flashback, but I'm assuming because all the time she spent with, with this Paul on this alternate earth, they fell in love or whatever just guessing but it seems lame it seems like a you know nick spencer was working to get peter and mary jane back together in the last series and something happened i don't know what they what their thoughts were to to you know submarine his efforts there um but definitely it's it's disappointing to see that they you know tanked that relationship when they were trying to build it back i mean because you know they've they've I don't Marvel has had a thing against Spider-Man being married, but it's, I don't think it's been detrimental to like Superman, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, so the big, the big, what is it reveal is this alternate earth. The big reveal is why everybody hates Spider-Man. Every, everyone Which is connected to the alternate earth existing and, yeah. and what they've experienced there. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And why, you know, why Mary Jane and Peter broke up or why she's married and why, the Fantastic Four hate Spider-Man. It's all, it's all unfolding here, and I'm making some guesses, but um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's good art. It's, it's a pretty interesting story. I, I don't like the whole reasoning behind. Well, guessing at the reasoning behind separating Peter and Mary Jane, but um, it's, it's still. I get it, although I'm not happy with some of the choices they're making. Um, and maybe, maybe I'll turn things around when I actually find out the full story. But 
kind of some, I don't know. So what's going on with his hand? (laughs) So nothing. There's no reason that he has two fully formed hands. I think we'll have to chalk this up to those John Romita haters and give them some fuel that I'm not sure why he drew his hands this way. I will say this, that that he he's trying to consume spider-man in this story so this is you know sort of sums it up he's trying to eat spider-man but i have no explanation for the weird hands going on there okay (laughs) okay yeah you gotta wonder why oh go ahead yeah no go ahead mike you gotta wonder why they're uh just trashing the whole peter and Mary Jane relationship. I think more fans, more Spider-Man fans prefer him and Mary Jane to be together. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. And and it's yeah, it's almost like, you know, just uh, uh you know, I don't know, I've seen gesture to Spider-Man fans from Marvel constantly. Yeah. Well, the only I mean, thing I, I would speculate with that is, you know, you kind of got to tear them apart to put them back together and kind of have something to root for there, you know, I guess. But they are doing it for that, years. Yeah, but that's what Nick Spencer was working towards. He was bringing them back together. Uh-huh. And it seemed like that was the plan. And then they just tanked it all over again. Mm. It's weird. Yeah. Are you sure this is a get it? It is a good, it is a get it still. Um, okay like i said it's it's an, it's kind of a neat story the art is still good it's just some of the choices they're making character wise i don't love but the overall story there's there's some positive things i like uh so one thing i didn't mention about the flashback was we we see uh norman this is this is in this is the first flashback to see you know norman from the get-go was trying to come up with some kind of plan to uh, rescue Spider-Man. So he he, you know, he's been, you know, he, going back to the old Nick Spencer run, we went through the whole thing where he, the Sin Eater took away all his sins, and he's 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 supposedly a good guy now, and they're continuing with that in this Zeb, Zeb Wells volume also. And um, so yeah, it's uh, the 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 things they're doing make sense, but I just don't like some of the choices that are being made. Ah, okay. And they're really pushing hard to get you know peter and black cat together that seems to be the direction they want to go for some Ooh. reason so, i don't know all right so okay. we want i want to tackle the other big weird uh mystery told in flashbacks and that's during in the fantastic four book by ryan north and iban coelho is the artist um this whole thing is, you know, we, we know that it's they're doing the same kind of storyline storytelling here uh, where something happened in New York. And in fact, the Baxter building is a smoking crater and they don't tell you what that is. And the Fantastic Four is separated. Well, now they're finally bringing them back together and they revealed what happened here. Um, and again, not it's kind of a it's interesting in a way, but it's kind of like far-fetched I, I don't know it's comic books we're talking about but right <laughs> um basically you know what happened was and they tell this in the flash well I, I, what what to set this up a little bit better where we last left it is uh the thing ben Grimm and alicia alicia are trapped 
in this town and they can't find a way out. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, the Visible Woman, Reed and Sue have located them and they've alerted Johnny to where they're at and they're trying to figure out what's going on with the thing here. And they find out that he's sort of in this... Uh, they're sort of in, in this bubble. They're like prisoners in this bubble and they have to break them free. And in the midst of all this, they kind of t- talk about the flashback and what, what things happen. And the, the big mystery here was uh, there was an alien invasion from the negative zone. The Fantastic Four were caught off guard and last resort, Reed decides to use this time travel device to solve, you know, to, to, to win the battle. And let's see if I can explain this. <laughs> he, <laughs> he basically uses this form of time travel where he, he says he, he, he sets the point of origin of the time travel and he set it to our sun. So he set, he sent the alien invaders back one year in time. And because he used the point of our sun, the earth would be rotated you know we'd go back one cycle of our sun so the alien invaders would come out on the other side of earth this this is this is this is just you know time travel timey-wimey i don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> but the kicker here in the, the crux of the problems with the fan between the fantastic four <clears throat> sorry getting all choked up over the ff is that because he sent this amount of our earth back in time he had to send an equal amount of our earth forward in time so what basically happened was he sent the baxter building and all its occupants in the immediate surrounding area forward in time Essentially, uh, for our story purposes here, Ben and Alicia's adoptive children and Reed and Sue's two kids were in the Baxter building. So they've been sent forward in time and the rest of the Fantastic Four are left waiting a year to catch up to them, essentially. So that's why Ben is so angry and why everybody is so angry at the Fantastic Four because they've basically anybody that got caught in this bubble has been shunted a year in the future. Ah. <laughs> so, if that's that kind makes, of interesting. Yeah, it, it is kind of interesting. Um, but the whole thing about the you know setting the origin point of the time displacement and you know having equal parts that have to go forward and back, eh, you know. It's it's okay, it, but it, the the general idea of why they're mad, I guess it makes sense. Um, and you know, in retrospect, it's sort of a sixth sense kind of thing. I guess if you're really paying attention, you might have been able to figure it out. You know, because they don't go anywhere without their kids. You know, the kids that were probably mentioned in a way. It, it, it's one of those things where it'd be interesting to maybe go back and reread. And see if you can, you know, if things decipher you know, it, knowing after the fact, yeah, yeah, see if things actually work out. Um, they don't contradict themselves. Um, I imagine that they do. I, I think everything probably that he probably had things in place, uh, easy enough to do in a comic book form. Um, but it's one of those yeah. things too where you think he should have been smart enough to figure it out. Um, uh, it, again, yeah, I'm not, I'm not thrilled 
with the writing. He tries to do some uh, things that don't, as far as humor, that don't always hit with me. And I'm not a huge fan of Ivan Coelho. He, I, he, like I mentioned before in the, my FF reviews, he tends to make the females look too young looking, especially for this mm. book. You know, they they seem out of character. Uh, but it's I'm still you know I'm still sticking with it. Um, it's it's both this and you know the Amazing Spider-Man issues 19 and 20. I would have to give you know a get it, but not a, a strong get it. Let's just say that. Gotcha. What issue number did you say this one was? That's funny because <laughs> the the cover that I pulled didn't have the issue number, and I and my whole point was to go back and find out what the issue was, and I failed to do so. I think it's four or five. Okay. <laughs> so that's a. I have a big. Uh, I'm looking at my notes here, and I have a blank space where the number should be. Would you say? What were you getting ready to say, Mike? Yeah, for the. For these, I guess the the reason get it is because you have the first twenty one issues of Amazing <laughs> Spider Man and the first three of this, so eh, okay. might as well. I, yeah, you're well. I'll I'll tell you this much. Uh, the, so far, the overall storyline in the Fanta- in the Amazing Spider Man warrants it a continuing get it for me. Uh, the Fantastic Four is still too early. I'm still kind of feeling the book out, so it's still a get it, but. I'm not totally on board with this, you know, Ryan North's FF book here. Gotcha. All right. Okay, so um, I continued my journey in Yoda. I read Yoda number five and Yoda number six. And for these two issues, first of all, I got uh, the A cover. For both of them, which actually, you know, both of them are fine, but they're definitely nothing special, you know. Um, but so these are definitely, since these are A covers, these are both Phil Noto art and the interior art, like you were saying, Mike, since we're in this, you know, three book story arc, we're in the second, we're in the second and third book of a three book story arc. They are both. Written by Jody Hauser and the interior art is by Luke Ross. And to uh, remind about uh, issue four, uh, we're with Yoda trying to get Count Dooku to help train younglings. He agrees. So he's that we're on Coruscant and uh you know, they're working together to train younglings. And uh, as I mentioned uh, before, uh, this story arc is following three younglings. Um, one of them is a Trando- Trandoshan, which is, again, Bosk's race, if you're not familiar. And then, of course, there's the Wookiee I mentioned on the right side of uh, issue six. And then on the left side of issue six, oh, that Wookiee's name is Krishish. Krishish, Krishish, and uh, and then I mentioned the third uh, youngling, which is a tiger-looking race that I'd never seen before. Uh, her name is Jackson, like, but it, it's not like Michael Jackson, like J A K 
apostrophe Z-I-N, Jack Zen, like Qui-Gon Jinn, Jack Zen, you know. So anyway, and those are the three uh, youngling we're following. And as I mentioned in issue four, uh, the Wookiee Kershish is having visions of uh, his friend. Oh, the Transocean's name is Gare. J or G H E Y R Gare Gare I don't know, um, but uh, he's having visions of Gare uh, attacking Wookies and killing the Wookies, so he starts to become prejudiced against his friend, and that's kind of where uh, issue four ended, um, and then we get into issue five where. Uh, Wookie or Wookie or Krishish is talking to Dooku about his visions, and Dooku gives him uh, the advice to essentially heed his visions as a warning and prepare yourself for if they come to fruition. Uh, then he goes to Yoda for advice, and Yoda, um, I think, uh, actually, I might have mentioned Yoda. He went to Yoda for advice in issue four, and Yoda's doing the typical advice where it's, uh, you know, the visions are not exactly the way the future is going to be. It's just one of the possibilities. So don't react to it at all until it comes to fruition. Don't change your, what you're doing in your life in any way. Essentially saying, hey, still just trust Gare. Trust Gare and uh, don't think anything negative about her. Uh, what you've seen your visions haven't have you know should have no bearing on that whatsoever and um it doesn't change anything uh he 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 seems to try to resist being prejudiced against his trans ocean friend uh but he can't essentially so he they go on a field trip from the jedi temple uh to Corvair and uh, again and Yoda Yoda and all his wise ways <clears throat> intentionally is separating them from Coruscant and actually all the rest of the younglings and himself actually too Yoda kind of goes up on this prairie hill and starts meditating while he leaves the younglings to their own devices and uh, the Wookiee Krishish actually attacks his Trandoshan friend, um, like she's already done evil things. And she, of course, is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then he starts to tell her about his vision. So he is basically telling her, you know, I have to kill you because this is what you're going to do. And then the tiger girl, Jackson, uh, of course, is on the side of the Trandoshan girl. And she starts defending the Trandoshan girl. Uh, and so now the Wookiee and the Tiger Girl are both fighting as well. Yoda then comes along and breaks it up and, you know, expresses his disappointment with the Wookiee and just sends him back to the Jedi Temple. You've got a lot to learn, essentially. Um, and Jackson uh, doesn't hate her friend, either one of them. Um, she goes back to the Jedi Temple, but the Transocean actually decides 
that his visions, the Wookiee's visions mean a lot to her as well. So she doesn't want to have what happens in his visions come to fruition. So she decides to take herself away from the Jedi temple. So she doesn't become a Jedi and then do all the horrible things that he sees her do as a Jedi, which was pretty interesting, you know? Um, and then after that happens, Yoda and Count Dooku are talking and Count Dooku actually confesses to Yoda that uh, Kershish actually told Count Dooku about the visions as well. And Yoda's like, you should have told me about this. And Dooku, essentially, this is where you start to see, you know, I, that's one thing I like about these stories is even though this story was pretty simple and kind of uneventful, uh, um, you kind of see the development of the characters we do know, like Dooku's opinions at this point, and, and I'm going to show this real quick too, because I thought this was interesting. If you didn't know, now you know what Sifo-Dyas looks like. There is a drawing of Sifo-Dyas. Uh, there is Count Dooku remembering... Uh, what Sifo-Dyas looks like. And basically Dooku's response to Yoda saying, you should have told me, is I was trying to spare the Wookiee the same judgment that Sifo-Dyas has. You know, uh, in the, they kind of teased us in issue four that Sifo-Dyas was out chasing his visions. And uh, apparently Dooku feels like he, he Sifo-Dyas was treated poorly because Sifo-Dyas was expressing what his visions were. So his reasoning for not telling Yoda was he was looking to spare Yoda, I mean, uh, the Wookiee, from the judgment, essentially, that the Jedis give uh, or place upon any of the Jedis that have these visions and, and want to actually, and feel strongly about them, or whatever the case may be, you know. So that was pretty interesting, because you can kind of see... Dooku's dangerous ways, I guess, for lack of a better way to describe it in that. And then to, to round out the book here, though, uh, Pat, your prediction about this, the mysterious stranger that Yoda Yoda is talking to was Qui-Gon. Mine was Dooku. We still do not have the answer of who the mysterious stranger is, but I'm going to hazard to say I'm leaning more towards my prediction than yours because of this final panel of the book where we get we get back to Dagobah and all we see is the mysterious stranger say to Yoda you can't ignore me forever we both know it yeah some more threatening sinister vibes exactly yeah more than a friendly thing yeah so might still not be Dooku but that definitely takes me more out of the possibly being Qui-Gon uh you know, reasons there, you know, yeah. but it was definitely was nice, uh, nice thoughts with it. Would you say, Mike? Those are great panels. I really like the way that art looked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the art's definitely good in, in, yeah. in every issue I've read so far. And I definitely, you know, I kind of gave an undecided to, uh, issue four. <clears throat> I would say I, I'm going to kind of go back to what I gave the first story arc. I kind of, feel the same way with the second story arc here with uh issues four through six that 
you know, the, the overall story was really underwhelming. Um, so if you're a Yoda fan, get it. But if you ain't a Yoda fan, it's like, mm, eh, I don't know. But I would, if I would give one of them, one of these two story arcs I've read so far, the nod to be closer to a get it than the other. It's definitely the second story arc because I thought the relationship with Dooku and, and Yoda with the younglings was pretty interesting because obviously we know all the future events that happen. So kind of plays out the way we kind of think. And I, and I also, this, this is just total speculation or observation on my part. It really doesn't lead you to think like this in the comic, but I thought it was interesting, you know, how this is how it always goes with Star Wars, where if the Trandoshan ends up being bad and learning bad things and becoming evil and attacking Wookiees in the future, it'll be because the Wookiee told her kind of like how Anakin became Vader, right? He saw the visions Obviously, Palpatine led him to believe the visions that the only way to save her. Hey, what's up, Mangy Movies? What's up? Um, you know, but, uh, you know, you know how it all plays out. If it wasn't for, if he wouldn't have acted on his visions, what happened in his visions wouldn't have come to, wouldn't have come to fruition, right? So it's the same thing here. If the Trandoshan wouldn't have acted on the Wookiee's vision, if she does end up being coming bad. If she wouldn't have acted on Krishish's visions and left the Jedi Order, that's probably what's going to make her bad if she does become bad. You know what I'm saying? You know how it goes. Yep. So, yeah, like I said, um, get it if you're a Yoda fan. If you're not a Yoda fan, I'm leaning into kind of take it or leave it. doesn't really matter either way. So I wanted to jump in real quick. Are you done? Uh, I just wanted to say that... um, I've got, I got issue six. Now that what you said is true, Mike, um, I mean, not six, but seven. But now that you said, uh, seem, what you said seems to be true, I'm going to wait until I get eight and nine to then even read right. the next story arc. Uh, so next week, I, I made a commitment to you guys as well because we were all wondering how good Vanish is. Next week, I'm going to read Vanish one and two. So, okay. I think right. we're off next week. Huh? We're off next week. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Did we start to talk about that? So you're not good for Saturday. Right. Next week is Mother's Day, so. You want the whole weekend. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I mean, my wife wants the whole weekend. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, me and Pat talked about that, I think, a little bit before you came in. So I didn't mention that. To, I, we didn't. We hadn't hashed that out. So that's fine with me, though. You good with that, too, Pat? Yeah. We asked oh, Mike. All he said was. Oh, <laughs> it must have been when you were in the midst of freezing. Yeah. Seriously, that was a really good freeze, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but since we're off, I want to just throw out a, because it's going to be a few weeks, um, and I want to put this out there now so people can get it. But um, a, as a definite get Astrobots number one, get it. I'm a quarter of the way through it. The reason I didn't review it is because the the storyline is pretty complex. And as I was going, I'm like, I'm taking like this is gonna be just too much. Um, but with the artwork, fantastic. The story is awesome. It's a get. It's a get it. So get it and read it. I think you guys both have it, or Kevin, you'll get it. 
Um, yeah, I don't have it yet. I'm definitely going to get it though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, I think five copies in the box. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> it's funny. We talked about whatnot's presence in stores. Uh, yesterday was free comic book day. And I just happened to look to see if they had any copies of Astrobots at my local store. Zero. Uh, not even a spot for it. Wow. Wow. Do you have I, a relationship uh, where you have where you talk chat up any employees there at all to uh no I didn't, I didn't even think to ask them, you know. Yeah. Well, I think we've got, you know, when I put in our order, I got all the covers they had available. I think it was like five five or six covers. Um two of each. You know, one for me, one set for me, one set for Kevin. And then also oh, that's what you mean when you went sorry, sorry, sorry about it. Go ahead. See, I so I went, I think there were only two copies in the shelf. So <clears throat> they may have had twelve for the store and <laughs> we got that up. So you're 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 being literal when you said there's five copies. You put five copies in my box of the twelve you ordered or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Of the awesome. yeah, I, I ordered two of everything, and I think there were five covers, so there are five in your box. Got it. I can't wait. I got to get up there now. I'm even more excited to get up there, yeah. and apprehensive of what my total bill would be because I haven't been there in two months. Well, so I yeah, I, I would have grabbed them, but I hadn't been there for a while, and my total bill was was uh, heavy too. Yeah, okay. my wife wasn't listening with discounts, 150. Dang. <laughs> Well, also the week before I put, or the time before I put back all the $5 and $7 books. I'm like, I can't get all these. So yeah, yeah I kind of, those chickens came home to roost this last week. <laughs> <laughs> Adds up fast, but okay. So anyway, uh, Mike's got to forget it in all eight eyes. Pat's got two get it's an amazing Spider-Man and Fantastic Four. And I've got another uh, get it if you're a Yoda fan for Yoda. If you're not kind of undecided, right? Yep. All right, moving on to the uh, exciting. Um... Nice, nice, Karen. That was a perfect crowd. <laughs> All right, Pat, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You got your water ready? <laughs> All right, here we go. So it was May the 4th. You may have heard a little something about that this week. So guarantee we're going to have to talk some Star Wars. But before we do, let's start out with Haya Toys. Anybody familiar with Haya Toys? Kevin, you should be. I think. I've never heard of them. Uh-oh. Maybe let's if just... I see them. Oh, there we go. Okay. So I think Kevin has some of the three and three quarter inch Haya figures, Judge Dredd figures. Um, this is, uh, they announced a six inch Judge Dredd figure, and it's 
it's a pricey one. He's coming in at $90, and I think he's sort of like the Mezco 112 line. Uh, you can see they're, they're using, you know, soft goods. It, it almost it reminds me a lot of the Judge Dredd 112 Mezco figure. Um, but they're dipping their toes into the larger scale uh, six-inch figure realm. Um, oh, daggum, that's my again, jam right there. Looks... So do you have the... It's Hyatt Toys, I believe, that makes the the ones you have, right, Kevin? Did you... Have you opened them yeah, up I've, or... Yeah, I've got one. I can't, it's in my, I can't remember what it is, though. It's in my shed. I could go grab it in, like, one second. No. But it's smaller. Um, it's definitely smaller. Yeah. 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 Uh... If you miss it, this is uh, there. It's almost like the Mezco 112 Judge Dredd. He, he's very similar, um, and that's awesome. also similar, also similar in price. You know, he's 90 bucks. So you know, there, there's all you see everything he comes with. That's very cool. Um, man, I don't know why the, there was two Judge Dredd magazines this month too. I got and one's double sized. <clears throat> You know, I subscribe to Judge Dredd magazine every every uh, month now too to get the okay. new latest Judge Dredd comics, and uh, I gotta start reading those too. Man, I love Judge Dredd. I gotta catch up on where he's at in the universe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, these are very cool. These are very cool. Uh, last week we showed the Wonder Woman Invisible Jet from McFarland's McFarland's Superpower line, and apparently that was like the tip of the announcement iceberg for McFarland because this week they announced sort of like a whole wave so we're getting like a classic Batman looks very much like the old superpowers Batman from Kenner uh, to go with him we've got the Robin uh, and to give them something to ride in we've got the Batmobile oh man can you go back to that Batman real quick And then go back to Robin. Hmm. Like uh, that cape kind of works around the neck with Robin, but go back to Batman. It's kind of funky, right? It's like it goes up his head. Right? Yeah, it's very much in line with the original superpowers. That's kind of the way they did their capes. You have that big like uh, plastic collar that snaps around their neck and it kind of bunches up the fabric. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it's okay, I guess. Yeah. But that Batmobile. <laughs> and also we got an Aquaman. Man, I want to get my hands on one of those Batmobiles too. How 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 are we gonna do that unless someone forks? What? How much does that Batman Batmobile cost? Did you say? Uh, they didn't. I, they didn't have prices on the when I was first pulling these. I think they've since gone up on McFarland's site, but I didn't neglected to go back and add prices for these guys. You know the uh, Michael, the Michael Keaton or the nineteen eighty nine Batmobile, whatever. You know, maybe part of that one's problem is just that it's just obviously flat black. You know, so if it's yeah. like really hollow plastic and it's flat black, that would give it like a kind of a cheaper feel. Because I like this one better. You know, it's kind of got got flair. You know, right. so. which in, um, in general, though, I'm I'm a, I'm more of an eighty nine Batmobile. I like that Batmobile over this one. But what, what about you, Mike? You like this one a lot too. This is your jam, right? Yeah, I was never a fan of the big face on the front. Ah. Um even the really old school design with the like the bat face on the front. I don't take that off and I love it. Yeah. Gotcha. 
Man, I want to get my hands on one. Okay, sorry, Pat. Continue. That's all right. <laughs> I was just trying to quickly uh, look it up to see how much it was. Oh, okay. Um, I may have to get that 89 Batman and the Matchbox car, or the Hot Wheels car, I mean, and try to do a repaint. Okay, so I, this this lines up. I think I, I think all their vehicles are the same price point. It's thirty bucks. That's not bad. That's not bad. So yeah, thirty bucks for the vehicles. There we have uh, Aquaman with a bearded look, uh, and another Wonder Woman. They just put out a Wonder Woman. This is a slightly different deco. I don't think the first one had a cape. Again, you know, if you're not loving those capes. Mm. Uh, and then we got a group shot of this entire wave, if you want to call it. But then, you know, the, the, the next day, go ahead. Do you, do you have something on that? I was just saying interesting. That's all. Yeah. Uh, Batman looks like Bill Cowher, not Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So the, the very next day, they... Sh they dropped this and you know i'm not sure why they held off although they're saying this one's a walmart exclusive then again i've only seen these at walmart and that is black manta to go with your aquaman yeah i like that i like that i like that better than aquaman that's for sure do they all have the same busts uh i'm sure they try to limit i mean obviously their aquaman has some you know scalloping on his you know yeah. his shirt but they they definitely this is a line where they try to reuse parts so you know i guess they are part. different enough yeah yeah that's pretty um, cool yeah uh i've i've been seeing i don't know i don't know how well they're selling i've been seeing a lot of the superpowers because i'm tempted to that that current wave because i really like the nightwing and deathstroke figure yeah uh, and they they seem to just be hanging around. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a catch twenty two, right? It makes you think, oh, I want to grab that before it's gone. But then if it hangs around, you're like, oh, I can wait; it'll still be here. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Put it on clearance. Yep. Uh, uh, as teased, you know the 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 seventh can be super, as in Super Seven announced quite a few things this week, as they always do. And Mike actually posted the the Acceler group and this is the conan the barbarian this is actually uh i think wave four they've done some conan figures in the past and this is in the uh uh boy i'm gonna fail here not their they're not reaction it'll come to me eventually this is their larger six inch or actually their seven inch line uh so they're 55 dollars a piece jeez god Oh, the ultimate, the ultimate line, ultimates. They call these ultimate. seven-inch figures. Um, they, All right, I got two things. Hold on, yeah, yeah. whenever you're done, Pat. Sorry, sorry. Well, yeah, we'll get through them, then you can comment. Here, here, here's the the wave with all their accessories. Um, the one thing that seems to have irked, have irked some people is the only way you can get that little battle pack of weapons is if you pre-order the entire wave for two hundred twenty dollars. And you get that oh. little weapons pack. All right. Well, that's a complaint and a not complaint. That's a complaint <laughs> that you can't get it without getting the whole pack. But it's also a not complaint because at least if you buy all four in a pack, you get a bonus, which is yeah. I'm out, you know? So, yeah. 
Um, there, here's here's how they come single, singly. There's the Conan figure, and there's a close up with you know all his swap out parts and accessories. So, so comments. Cool. Yeah, those are so well done. They are great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Did you have something to say about your? Oh yeah. So two things. One, Mike posted this on the Acceler Group page. Yeah, I think so. Did well, I don't know if I no. I think I sent it to you privately because I oh, didn't want to. Yeah, kind of. Oh, I knew. Yeah, I knew. I, I figured if I send it to you and you thought it was interesting enough, you'd put it on the the segment. So I I didn't want to kind of advertise, it, even if it's a uh, just our private group. Okay. okay yeah, that, that's yeah. what it was. It was like you, you better mention these because I want I want to see more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they are awesome, yeah. I've been. Uh, that's why I was a little surprised. How did I miss that? But yeah, okay. That, yeah, that, that's those are awesome. And then secondly, this is wave four. Yeah. Are yeah. the are the previous three rate waves on like just Conan and his different mediums, or are they all Arnold Conan the Barbarian? What What are the other three waves? Do you know? I have to get back to you on that. Unless Mike looked into it. No, I did not. I I thought this was the first wave because you know the first time I've seen any of it. Yeah, I was kind of surprised too. Uh, I, the the thing about Super Seven's Ultimate figures is they're made to order, so you don't get a lot. You, it's hard to catch up without paying secondary market prices. So when you do a search for them, you know only well at least I did I did a search for them on Super Seven's website, and I think like only a couple of the Wave Three figures were still available to buy. So oh. yeah, that's, what yeah. were they? Uh, I I think they were also Arnold Conan related. I'm looking for Grace Jones. I need Grace Jones, and then what's his name? That little funny guy with the weird lisp or whatever he's got. And what's you know, I want those two. <laughs> I want these four, and then I want those two. So I'm hoping, you know, Grace Jones was awesome in Conan. I thought I liked her character a lot. She she was she's great. And then that, you know, what I'm talking about, the funny guy with the list, but I can't remember his character's name. Yeah, I'm in the, no help for you there, Kevin. I've never seen the Conan movies. And Patrick, what the heck of I? It's, you know, it's weird. You have to understand a lot of these. I, I was not, <laughs> I was not allowed to see what Conan was rated R, correct? I was not oh, allowed to see. I don't even remember. I was not allowed to see any rated R movies when I was around this age when this movie was coming out. So there's a lot of these things that I missed and I never caught up on. So yeah, we'll go back to. I mean, I love I love both Conan and Conan the Destroyer. I love them both a lot, a lot, a lot. So this is this will probably be the most expensive action figure I ever buy because I'm gonna get this. Although I did like that ninety dollar Judge Dread as well. So. <laughs> Oh man, good stuff, Pat. Though good stuff. So okay. yeah, so we'll stick with Super Seven, and I, I'm assuming since Mike has been attached to their mailing list, he's probably getting all this stuff. So he, none of these Super Seven things are probably going to be a big surprise to him. But this is this was I thought this was neat because it's comic related, and they're doing a line of uh, pre-code horror figures. Uh, so there yeah. there they are on card. Here we get the lineup. Yeah, close up, more close ups of the figures, um, and I actually pulled the covers that these guys all come off of. 
you know, so we can just run through those real quickly. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's all great stuff. Are those high dollar yeah, books too? Probably, right? What's that? Those are probably high dollar books too, right? The pre-code yeah. horror. Pre-code horror is big time. Yeah. So I think it's it's interesting. It's certainly like, just like everything else we talk about with Super Seven. It's sort of a niche market, although you mm -hmm. might get some, you know, tangently related, tangentially related people that like just like gross out figures and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. It's uh it's it's neat that they're doing it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All these are just out of my price range, you know. it's just uh yeah, did you say yeah, the price I, I like want Yeah, so these are reactions, so they're the, at that $20 price point. Yeah. And it's like, if I get one, I need all four. Right. Yeah. And I just can't come off 80 bucks out of the blue when I collect comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got here? We got Swamp Thing, Creature from the Black Lagoon. This is just your generic zombie from all zombie movies. And then <laughs> kind of a... What is this more? Mars attacks or, or Mars attacks? Yeah. <laughs> Those are pretty cool though. Okay. All right. And then finally, well, let's do a quick Marvel Legends. This is just an update because I had shown these figures in the past. Now they're shown in blocks, and that's the bearded Thor and Destroyer Two Pack. Um, there they are in the box, and here they are showing their limited accessories. That destroyer's a little out of scale. You think? He should be twice that big, shouldn't he? I never thought he was that big. I think they portrayed him in the MCU as being this huge. Oh, that's the part that's wrong, essentially? Maybe, maybe. I'm, I mean, I'm not the biggest Thor expert, so. Gotcha. That's a good Thor, though. I mean, that's a good destroyer, too. It just beside that Thor, he just looks too small. Yeah. And they had, they had shown previous pics of this destroyer, and, and I was much more impressed. These ones don't really give give you that great of a idea, I don't think, of, you know. He, he's he's pretty neat. They did him, like, translucent, and it gave him, like, the silver wash. And I he looked cool in the previous photos I've seen of him. So we'll see what he turns out like. Mm -hmm. uh, in the end, I this is something where I definitely I pick this up if I find it on clearance because I want that bearded Thor. Yeah, yeah. Walt Simonson looking Thor. Um, yeah, but and it, it's the two pack is running you sixty. Um, so there's that too. You're it. You know, it's Marvel Legends are typically twenty five retail these days, and the Destroyer's a little oversized, so they're using that opportunity to charge you. An extra 10 bucks mm -hmm. mm -hmm. of course they are yep yep yeah so may the fourth be with you what we wanted to finally get to here and we got a lot of it um so the, a lot of new reveals uh ahsoka in her padawan era form um she looks really good to me yeah um, it looks awesome absolutely out of box that's perfect um, yeah yeah, she's really well done. Um, and, you know, just stop me if, if you want to comment any further on these because I got a lot to run through. Uh, this is an exclusive Arc Trooper 5s. Uh-oh. 
That's uh, that's Ty's favorite trooper. He's gonna definitely have to grab that one. He's twenty eight for some reason. Three bucks more because he's an exclusive, I guess. Because they know because... he's Ty's favorite. That's why. Yeah, they heard it on comics and collectibles and crossbacks. <laughs> there he is, out of the box with his helmet removed. Tyler actually has a fives tattoo. I don't know whether you're aware of that. I did not know that. Yeah. On his head. <laughs> no, not on his head. It's on his back. <laughs> but he likes it because it's kind of a coded tattoo. You kind of have to know yeah. what it is or you wouldn't know, you know. Right. <laughs> this is just I'm just going to do this cuz it's in the middle of the mix here. It's a little off the beaten path. It, it's also black series, but it's the role play. And that is the Axe Wolves helmet. That's cool, but uh, not on my radar. Yeah. Yeah. Same deal. Yeah. Um, getting back to the figures, I think these two may have already been close or possibly out already. Um, this is I'm kind of doing a gaming greats grouping here. Uh, uh, they quickly showed these two, but then they started getting into new announcements. Um, and this this one I thought was really impressive was this Darth Malgus figure. Um, actually, you know, I, I kind of limited myself to picks, but when they showed him out of box, he's like this very big, imposing figure. Um, you know, his his breathing apparatus comes off. His lightsaber is a little oversized. He just looks like a really cool figure. Not familiar yeah. with him. We are from the games, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely epic. I've got a statue of him actually. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Tyler keeps wanting me to give it to him, but you know, yeah, it'll be in my will. <laughs> uh, then we have a, a new General Grievous from Battlefront Two. He's out of box, please. Out of box. He's supposedly battle damaged. Nice. I was hoping he'd be posed a little bit more there, but you know, I'd like to see that all extended. That'd be yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. That looks good. That looks good. And we have a Darth Maul old master. You know, getting off the beaten path a little bit, but but where you are with Grievous. Mm-hmm. Man, when are we ever going to get Grievous's story? Do we, do we know anything about Grievous's history yet? Yeah. Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head, but you're, you're right. You know, we don't really know. I don't think we really know how he came to be. Yeah. That's another journey I'd like to take. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, there he is out of box. Let me jump back up real quickly. We have a new phase two clone trooper for army builders. You know. Yeah, yeah. I've, phase two's always probably been my least favorite clone. Just because it's like it's trying to be a stormtrooper, you know, it's like more <laughs> like a stormtrooper than the other clones, you know, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't dislike it. It's just, you know. Uh, people say we've had way too many Mandalorian figures, but now we have a completely new sculpt, Din Djarin. This is Glavis Ringworld version. Um, there he is, sorry. In the, bo- in the box, out of the box, comes the Darksaber. Removable knife in his pistol in his backpack. Um, that looks awesome. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's weird because there have been so many Mandalorian releases, but uh, this one's this one looks great. Um, How's that? Okay, okay, here we go. 
How's that backpack go on him with that cape? How's that? Yeah. I mean, how's that jetpack go on him with a cape? I want to yeah. see it with the jetpack. Do you have to take the cape off? What happens to the cape if you leave it on with the jet? You know, that whole thing I was mentioning. I don't know why this is a focal thing for me, but I can't help but focus. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah. This, again, out of order a little bit here, but this is this is a Shop Disney exclusive. This is based on a... Uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge is that the what they call the land in Disney World? Galaxy's yeah, Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this guy, I'm not familiar with him. His name is Doc Ondor. Ondar. Doc Ondar. There he is, out of the box. This is they don't do too many of these um, uh, black series exclusives to the parks and online. So, you know, this is kind of. This may actually be the, the first and only so far that they've tied to the, uh, the park itself and as an exclusive. Okay, he's got a Jedi holocron and a, and a Sith. Uh, yeah. He's got both. And he, what's up with the clone head? I don't know. He looks cool, know. though. Hammerhead's always been one of my favorite outside the mainstream characters. So this race has always been attractive to me as well. You know, they're right. awesome. Yeah. And did you see? Did you see the uh, not the Clone Wars cartoon, but when they did the Clone Wars, when they did it on Cartoon Network, where they did ten minutes at the beginning of every uh, on Friday night, it was they did ten minutes for six weeks in a row to create the original Clone Wars. Yeah, completely different art style. Remember those? Yeah. Well, do you remember what his ability was? I don't. Uh, his race, his ability. They can apparently they're like banshees. They're like. They can super, you know, blow your socks off with their with a scream and this like epic noise. It's it's really cool. It's really okay. Cool. Anyway, oh, I gotta actually, have that. I, I, initially, I had this written down as he was a twenty five bucks, the same as any other um, Black Series figure. But then I went actually clicked the link to Shop Disney. He's forty five, so I don't know where they're getting their extra, you know. It's you know because he's exclusive, I guess. That charge an extra for him, a lot extra. Huh. Twenty bucks extra. Um, Maybe you can get him twenty five in park, but twenty on or forty five online. Maybe that's what it is. Uh maybe you might be onto something. Yeah, don't know. Um, here we have a lot of Return of the Jedi. I, this kind of confuses me because they've been doing a lot of the, their you know the retro packaging. Uh, 40th anniversary of Jedi on card on the retro cards here. They're coming out in box form, you know, and this is, you know, Endor Leia. Uh, yes. Prisoner Chewy with the collar around them and wicket. Yeah. So Hey, and since I, the oversized figures are more expensive is wicket cheaper. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, don't use common sense on this. <laughs> this, it, this... That, that all kind of plays into what I've brought up a couple times previously, where they price out the entire wave, you know, so uh, so much is allotted for the entire wave, and then they find ways to cut corners, and, you know, and this is one way they do it. Less plastic. Yeah. I like that. Uh, 
Then we had a Magna Guard reveal. Everybody seemed to be really happy with this. Looks cool. Yeah. Here he is out of the box, sort of showing his posability. Oh, does his weapon have uh, changeable ends, apparently? Yeah, it looks like it. Yep. There's some effects that get put on there. Yeah, it's pretty also, cool. Also, you know, the box version shows like a cape, you know, a little half cape or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then they had a reminder that season two versions of the Bad Batch figures were going up for pre-order on Walmart.com. So they're getting you again all over with <laughs> all five of these with slightly different decos. With subtle changes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and those uh, $28 each because they're getting you with that little exclusive tax. And then they had the last thing for Black Series was some reveals. These are archive figures, which means they've been previously released. Now they're doing them on, well, this used to be unique. They put them on cards, but now they do that with the retro. But these are going to be on like the regular Star Wars black cards. So these are all re-releases. Um, just to keep them out, keep them in circulation for new collectors. Gotcha. Uh, and then these are all brand new reveals of upcoming figures. Although I, I kept seeing people make the same mistake. Uh, Carson Tiva there that we, you know, the guy who we can never remember his name. Yeah. But he was like, I'm so excited. Yeah. He's finally a Carson Tiva figure. Well, it's not a Carson Tiva figure. It's a Carson Tiva X-Wing helmet. helmet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll wrap it up with vintage collection. Another, this is set two of the retro box sets. 70 bucks for these six figures. Yeah, that's, I saw those. I mean, it's pretty cool, but you know, I don't, I don't know, you know. One of the things they were trying to sell you on uh, this set is that C3PO and R2 are vac metalized, you know, that, that chromium looking plastic, which they mm. don't do too much of anymore. Mm. Um, then they showed an Ewok animated series two pack. Oh, those are pretty cool. With coins. Yep. <laughs> they come in this box. They're together in this box. And then there they are individually carded. Um, Amazing. <laughs> nice. Mainline vintage, Star Wars vintage, Grand Inquisitor. From Obi Wan Kenobi. No, no. <laughs> I don't like that guy. Then we got this two pack of Luke and Grogu, which a <laughs> lot, lot of accessories here. You know, you get the little frogs and the little effects to show them floating. And we also get, you know, the choice of the lightsaber or the Mandalorian chainmail. Oh, that's pretty cool. This is a Target exclusive. And then we got a speeder bike set from Mandalorian with the Scout Trooper and Grogu. And you can see, like we talked about before, they're they're making an emphasis to show you that the the Scout Trooper comes carted inside the box. Mm. 
And there he is with the you know the little satchel with Din Grogu. That's that's the one that started all for me. That's my favorite Imperial Trooper. I love the Scout Troopers. They're awesome. Yeah. And then finally, they they announced that the next HasLab, which is the Hasbro crowdfunded effort, famously we can remember the, where the Ghost Rider Robbie Reyes car did not make funding. Um, this is going to be a Star Wars vintage series HasLab. They are not announcing what it is at this time. It will be announced at San Diego Comic Con. Ah. Oh man, when is that? You know, a couple months. It's usually in the late summer, I think. Mm. It's probably gonna be something that's awesome. Inexpensive. Yeah, inexpensive. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I I think I saw just randomly I saw something throw out that it's going to be a sand crawler, whether that's insider knowledge or not. Um, but yeah, that would that that's up their alley with things that would be hard to put out in mass market and they would need crowdfunded. Uh so, yeah, that's a good guess. Yeah, that that would be awesome too. That's again one of my uh, favorite original toys. Yeah, I had a sand crawler. Troop transport and a sand crawler. Yeah. Those are, those are my uh, biggest vehicles I ever had as a kid. And that's it for this lengthy Star Wars infused. May the fourth be with you. Horizon. Well, that was epic. I'm telling you. You know, and, and I don't I don't think that was especially lengthy. I mean, I feel like everything's lengthy. I feel like the show's feeling ex- exceptionally lengthy because of the uh, because we spent so much time in cover combat, which is a little unusual for us. We usually roll through cover combat pretty fast, yeah. but we had a lot to say today for this round of cover combat. Uh, San Diego Comic Con, apparently July nineteenth through July twenty third. You nailed it, Pat. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like I said, lengthy show. We'll try to we'll try to recap this real quick. Are you guys ready for a? A speed challenge recap? Yes. All right. Before we start, I'm going to include. I'm going to start making sure because uh, I've I've failed with this recently. Karen's in our circle here, so it'll be Mike, Pat, me, then Karen, then Mike. Okay, we'll do it like that. Go, Mike. Okay, um, I this one I mentioned, but uh, I wanted to uh, say this during your silo um, review. Um, uh, yeah, Rashida Jones. I think it's interesting. I didn't realize this when she was on The Office and Parks and Rec and stuff. But uh, Quincy Jones's daughter. <laughs> Do you guys Quincy know? Jones's daughter? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's good. And that's good in case you didn't know, right there. Yeah. Nice. Nora, Nora yeah. Jones's sister. And if it's full what? sister or half sister, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Learn something new every day at Acceler Comics. Okay. <laughs> nice. 
Was that your recap, Pat? <laughs> no. My recap is sound effect timing is hard. Yes. It is. Um, sweet tooth ain't all that sweet. Ooh. Ooh that's rough. <laughs> um, Karen, got one? <laughs> Karen says apple is better. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Opinion based apple. recap. You got it. Apple's like Target, Netflix, Walmart. Um, I guess. Yep. The uh, Cover Combat 4 round 1.2 is live on Acceler Facebook page. Nice. So you can vote now. We found out that apparently Kevin's Francisco Matina covers are better than your Francisco Matina covers, and he's going <laughs> to prove it. Yes. Yeah. And our viewers apparently have bad taste when it comes to Busema covers. That's for sure. Jeez, oh man. Darren? Come on, legends. Claim your prize. Exactly. Good one, Karen. Yep. Uh, my last one, it's uh, after you watch the Silo TV show, go read the books. They're great. They're great. All-time favorites. Top five. My wife concurs with that, I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't really have anything else. I'm good. Yeah. All right, just to, to recap the uh, get and forget it then, is, is Yoda's a man to get it for Yoda fans, and Amazing Spider-Man is a get it, and Asic Wars a get it, and All Eight Eyes it ain't a get it. That's a forget it. So, um, and then, uh, Karen, did you have another one? I'm Karen's done as well. Mike. Yep. Um, Astrobots is a get it, even though it wasn't reviewed. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a get it. And definitely a, uh, you know, uh, an after the fact, may the fourth be with you and a lot of awesome, uh, Star Wars, Conan, and Judge Dredd to be had soon. Make sure you keep all that on your uh, radar on the horizon. I'm I'm surely going to do that. That's for sure. So, and check out what I have to watch next week. I'd like to start getting uh, feedback on what I watch from other people that watch it, especially viewers. And uh, please comment when we're doing these reviews and everything, anything you'd like to see reviewed, like, like uh, Mike was uh, saying earlier and we talked about before that we want to, we'd love to just review and read what other people are asking us to, to get specific ones. That'd be awesome. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. That'll do it for the recap then. Let me see if I can manage let me see if I can manage to roll through this quick in our marathon show here. Uh, uh, please like and comment on this video as well as subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications. Uh, please subscribe to Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space on Spotify for podcasters or many other podcast providers. And please listen to the edited podcast of this live stream on Spotify that will be posted later today or tomorrow. Uh, follow Acceler Comics on Facebook 
Instagram and or Twitter and follow Exceller underscore comics on TikTok and whatnot. Uh, watch our shows on the whatnot app. I'm just kind of giving giving it a blanket weekdays at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. You can bookmark those shows now. You can bookmark uh, tomorrow. I've got it scheduled already, but I just kind of put a generic weekdays uh, because uh, it changes kind of on the fly for me, uh, which kind of just goes with whatever my uh, life allows. So I will try to do it as much as I can, essentially. And every show, like if you bookmark Monday's show now and come check me out, I will definitely, prior to a show starting, have the next show scheduled so you'll know when the next show is because I like to talk that up during the show. Um, and uh, check out what we have to offer on eBay at Acceler underscore comics and our website, accelercomics.com, which I just did a lot of updating on that uh, over the last couple of days too. I think it not only uh, looks a little better, the information is more accurate and uh, it definitely looks a lot better on the mobile. So check that out. And then uh, lastly, uh, watch our next live stream. Oh, it's not actually next Sunday because we didn't actually hash that out before we started with having technical difficulties and everything. Uh, so we're skipping next week because of Mother's Day so we can appreciate all the mothers in our life for the entire weekend. So watch our next live stream on YouTube or Facebook the Sunday after next which will be perfect too. That'll give legends. Uh, you got the specific, is it legends underscore a underscore G Mike? Is that what it was? Do you, do you have that handy right now? So I can see one. Last oh no, time. I've deleted it. I've deleted it from my computer. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll definitely make a post, uh, for all of our social media and send legends a message that hopefully we can get, uh, those prizes for the Scruffles Gold giveaway out to someone soon, but also Scruffles Goals 2 has officially started today, and all you have to do to enter is do one of those things in the Scruffles acronym and send us a message somehow saying, I want to, I've, and actually, I, I keep adding on to this, but it's not really an ad, it's just a clarification is in the message you send to us that you want to be entered in the giveaway also state hey i follow you on instagram and i want to be in the giveaway something like that i i like your twitter post i want to be in the giveaway that's as simple as that that's pretty simple right yeah yeah and all i can say about the prize for scruffles gold giveaways too is it's going to be bigger and better than scruffles giveaway one for when we hit 150 subs on youtube <sighs> okay awesome all right. It was still a great show. I mean, I know it feels like it's so long, but man, it, it's uh, great stuff. I definitely watch and listen multiple times every week. So everyone else definitely should as well. Right, Mike? Yeah. And stay tuned for all the awesome posts from especially Pat. Great stuff. And I had multiple books. Worth over 20 bucks, not sell for a buck on my whatnot show. So come, come rob from me on the whatnot show, please. Okay. Mike's like shaking his head. No, no, don't do that. Yes. Yeah. Don't do that. Anyway. All right. That'll do it. You guys got anything else? No. Nope. All right. Thank you. Thanks everybody for watching. Thank you to Karen for your great behind the scenes work. Uh, and until next time, don't forget that appreciating great art is awesome. 
and reading a great story is fun. So why not pick up a comic book and do both? Accelerate.